Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How are you doing, man? Are you okay? Yeah, very good. Very good. Excellent. How's your hobby lock-in going? It's going really well. Yeah, I'm getting a lot done. Um, obviously, something to talk about later, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> very exciting. I can. I think I could. I think I could hear the paintbrush going a second ago. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. So. Hobby never stops with Ben. Um, thanks very much for coming on the show again, Ben. So, uh, what are we talking about on episode forty-one? Um, we're going to be playing and reviewing Street Bowl. Um, we'll also be talking about the new Snotling team from Games Workshop. Absolutely. And games, hobby, and star players. Fantastic. Right. Let's go to news. Okay. So over to news. And we've actually got some Blood Bowl news this week, haven't we, Ben? Yeah. Quite a lot of news. We've actually got some genuine, straight from Games Workshop, Blood Bowl news. Uh, now. You've all heard about it already. You've seen it. You've seen it on all the communities. We shared it on all the social medias and things. The Snotling team. So let's bring it up and we can see the Snotling team in all its glory. So I absolutely love that little video. Um, so good. It's just so much fun. And let's just have a, a quick talk through the, the players that have been shown. So it looks like there is about, what What do we actually know so far? Where's the uh, where's the picture of the entire team in the box? There's uh, one big noticeable part, that thing. <laughs> the pump wagon. Yes, the, the pump wagon. The pump wagon looks awesome this looks like such a fun miniature now we don't know if it's going to be on a 32 mil base or a 40 mil base it looks like a 32 i think i think they try to squeeze everything on 32 don't they yeah i, I kind of like that yeah it's consistent uh the model looks great uh, we don't know if it that's going to come in the box um what do you think ben i think it will because snotlings are going to be really small aren't they yeah, like I... size the size of noblars yeah i think it will it'll just be like that big thing although they tend to have the duplicate sprues, don't they? So I don't know how they'll... They do, but from all the team pictures, there isn't uh, evidence of duplicates. So, oh, could it be the first one that's... Well, there is, I suppose, an opportunity for them to have a box with two sprues in. One with all the players and one being a pump wagon. Yeah, that is definitely a possibility. I don't know if that's a very Games Workshop thing to do. It certainly is very different to what they've done with the rest of the stuff for Blood Bowl, which, like you said, Ben, is make something with two sprues and then chuck add-ons in, basically, or make people get the, the, the duplicate box, which is fine, like absolutely fine. But there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, yeah, nine different uh, different snotlings. That's 
on yeah. the on the ogre things there was two ogres and five or six noblars so it yeah i don't know i don't know it could be could be a, i know could be. i know the goblin box is quite unique isn't it where it's got the sort of plastic inside they still sell it like that where it's kind of like they've got this they've got mini sprues that are separated. I think the halfling one is as well, actually. Is it ah oh, it's the halfling one like that too? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so like, that could work where you have like one half is like you or like three sprues that's not linked in a pump wagon. Yeah. There are four mini ones. So <clears throat> you mean you you've mentioned it four or five times that the pump wagon is the coolest thing about this team. Now, those of you out there who've listened to us ramble on about the secret league before or the stunty league with mana you know the mana uh, mana ball stunty cup and things like that on fumble and in real life there is a couple of different snotling teams they've all got trolls they've all got pump wagons because pump wagons were a huge part of snotling culture in warhammer mm-hmm. uh, so i'm really pleased to see that and i'm just i'm just very intrigued to find out what and how they work um I, it's speculation ben hit us up what do you think how do you think they're going to play out um probably immediately it's like a bit like a death roller right like that's the kind of vibe i get i hope not the death roller's rubbish yeah <laughs> i hope this isn't secret weapon because you know i want this thing on the pitch as much as possible i would i now i wouldn't mind secret weapon if you can take at least two yeah very very true and um so one of these in the stunty league you can take naught to two pump wagons, and they've got uh, they've got agility one, but they've got nerves of steel and extra arms because it represents the fact there's just so many snotlings inside it, yeah. um, which makes them a ball carrier on a four plus, and they move like a ball and chain. If they oh, cool. if they use those rules, it will be so much fun. So yeah, if it ends up being anything like the one from the the stunty league, I will be so 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 happy um, because. If they can make it a ball carrier, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be good, especially because it's obviously going to be a lot more durable than than a snotling. <laughs> well, yeah. So that something a, that won't crumble to a block. Or, that is a yeah. bar so low, it could also be referred to as the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just interested to see whether it's going to be a ball and chain, whether it's going to be an ogre um, replacement. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a big guy, a standard big guy. Um, there's definitely opportunity to make it play very differently. Uh and look at the individual noblars. Do we think there are positionals here? Oh, it has to be. Has to. They're so different. Like the guy riding the moon on the stilts. <laughs> the guy riding the moon. Um, that's that's got to be some kind of squig, right? Do you reckon a moon squig? Yeah. Well, we've got what have we got from um, Underworlds? They're all kinds of squigs now. Apparently, that's something. Oh, true. Yeah. And I can see. Back. Yeah, I can see Games Workshop retroactively adding that in. Um, yeah. So we've got a guy with stilts, we've got a guy bouncing around. I wonder if there'll be some kind of additional movement guys, maybe? Yeah, maybe like a pogoer, a goblin pogoer. Yeah. Very long legs or something, a leap. Both of those maybe. both of those having leap would be reasonable. Yeah. The community would love it anyway. <laughs> leap. Yeah, uh, and I'm hoping the guy throwing the Majora's Mask Moon is some kind of bomber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> Loving a moon. Yeah, I love um, how quickly the, the world caught up and was like, "That's the, that looks like the moon from Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it clearly is. It's got to be reference. Like, <laughs> it's got to be. Some kind of reference, right? Um, I love the paint jobs on these as well. They've yeah, got that. they're really nicely done. They've got that Ian Warhanam uh, <laughs> kind of pink flesh undertone mixed in with the green. Which Yeah, like the bright green with the pinky colour. Yeah, I think this is the best paint job I've seen for a new team. Um and then we've got a wizard-looking guy. 
Uh, yeah, he's a bit weird. I, I don't think that's a new positional. I oh. just think it's a cosplay nobbler. <laughs> cosplay nobbler. <laughs> Fan favourite? Disturbing yeah. presence? Um, but do you remember when the ogres were spoiled and they were like, there's a, there was a, there's a nobbler with a bottle. And they were like, yeah. that's the dirty player nobbler. That's the dirty player nobbler. And it wasn't the case. So yeah, there's a guy with a, with a trumpet, a guy with a mushroom, a wizard looking cosplay nobbler. I don't know. Maybe there'll be no positionals at all. Maybe they will be. Um, I hope there will be. I'm just so excited to see what the team, um, how the team plays out. I think the most likely one is the stilts. I think that's so clearly different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I think you're right. And yeah. I could see the stilts and the moon bouncer being yeah. like fast movers or something. I don't know. Not uh, yeah. Snotling sprinters or something. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. It just seems like that. so good. I'm really excited. This is, I think this is the most excited I've been for a new release from Games Workshop. And I think we've said that about all the previous releases. <laughs> <laughs> I know we definitely said about Ogres. But this um, is um, this is new, yeah. you know? It is so new. It's so different. We don't get new stuff for Blood Bowl because it's been around and the same since 98, I think, was when the last of the teams was released and then it, it got kind of dumped and the community took over running it. That's that's a very long time. So for them to introduce a new yeah. race, which isn't really a new race, a new team, which isn't really a new team, but to have it have something new without it threatening the game could be good however there is going to be an impact there with the way that the naf rankings and things work i mean how do you think that's going to work out yeah i mean you just throw another stunty team in there well so not even that we've just thrown a brand new team in there yeah it's going to have to balance out isn't it so we've I gone think... from 26 to 27 teams are they going to accept it are they going to accept it as a legit race might take a while might have to wait for the new then they do like iterations of the of the team list yeah like the uh yearly or six monthly review for the team to be added yeah, um, it's probably, we're probably going to get that. Yeah, I um, mean, you guys who've listening probably know that I did run for presidency of the NAF, and I've got to be honest with you, <laughs> this uh, this is going to cause work, I think, for people. Um, yeah, I think, though, it's probably the best scenario for a new team, being that we can probably already assume it's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we talked about uh, last week, or that's what we I talked about on the stream um, with, with some of the some of the guys in chat best case or i should I say worst case scenario for this team is that it ends up being tier two and you know can hold its own against something like kemri or vampires <laughs> yeah i mean i don't hold up too much hope for that but <laughs> i don't either like i just it's gonna be fun unless the positionals are crazy good and the pump wagons are crazy good um yeah, I don't think it's going to be that great. And there is the opportunity that this comes with trolls as well. I think there was a bit of art somewhere where there was a troll. Um, we don't oh, okay. know if it comes with trolls. I would like that. I think that would be cool because I'm a big guy kind of guy. So that could be quite good. Yeah. You know, that's actually made me think that the pump wagon would definitely be in the kit because all the other big guys that are sold separately are in multiple teams, right? So this will only be Snotlings. So it makes sense to sell it with Snotlings. Unless they turn it into a, some kind of star player. Or additional mercenary for other teams. Ooh, maybe. Great the Goblin team. <laughs> exactly. It'd be so cool. Uh, but talking of big guys, there was another bit of Games Workshop uh, news that was not directly related to Blood Bowl in any way, shape or form, except... That mouse is loud, isn't it? Right, let's uh, scroll <laughs> up here. We have got the new giants, the Sons of Bayamat, that are coming to Age of Sigma. And I just wanted to talk through the giants real quick, Ben. Did you see these guys? Oh my goodness, yes. So these are absolutely massive. Um, 
I think the the bases are like the the big big chunky bases. So if they if you use these in Blood Bowl, this would be like a nine by nine or a, like a three by three. Sorry, but right. I think might be bigger than that, right? <laughs> could be. It could be the hundred and twenty mil round. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They make the gargant look small. They do actually make the gargant look small. There was a little uh, for scale thing here. Oh yeah, look at that yeah. base. Um, yeah, that's the Gargan base, which I can't remember what he's on. 60? I, yeah, I think he's two squares wide with a bit of space, actually. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's that's like four or five squares. This model might actually be too big for Blood Bowl, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try. No such words. <laughs> yeah, it could be really interesting. Uh, but they're cool, and if you're looking for a Blood Bowl ogre... Um, ogre? Uh, uh, yeah, a Blood Bowl <laughs> giant. A really big giant. Uh I think that's cool. I think it could definitely be used. Like this, 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 this one with the hood has got like three humans in his right hand. It's that massive. <laughs> um, I do think it is too big for Blood Bowl, but that just inspires me to try even harder. <laughs> just need a bigger pitch. Well, that's next. You know, when the uh, when the apocalypse is over, I'm going to try and find a way to make a giant sized Blood Bowl pitch. Blood Bowl apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although Sam from the local group is very much up for a death death bowl game. Yeah, the death zone oh. match, which we yeah, should maybe. definitely do, even if we have to do it on roll twenty at some point. Um, but yes, that is the Games Workshop news. I'm not sure when their next preview is. I don't think it's been announced with a date yet. Um, but I think we're probably done for Blood Bowl for a little while. I think we've had like with the Tree Man on this. I think we're pretty. I think everyone should be pretty satisfied. I mean, a whole yeah. new team is quite a big deal. It is a really big deal. Um, yeah, which means we've got a couple of months of spoilers for rules and stuff. Um, to come, I mean, obviously with the lockdown, uh, everything has been delayed. So then our Fanath Kickstarter is going to be delayed. Um, and I know Games Workshop are opening up online distribution this weekend. Yeah, I think for some areas, aren't they? Which is which is great. Um, so hopefully that means they're getting some of their orders and stuff in. So hopefully we won't see a delay for the Snotling team. It could be out. You, you never know with Games Workshop. Um, could be out. Could be out in a month. Could be out in three months. Well, we'll talk about it when it does come out for sure. Oh, absolutely. As soon as we get our hands on the book. Um, although, sadly, if uh, if Entoyment isn't open, the chances of us doing an early unboxing are quite slim, mm. which is very sad. But, you know, we'll, we'll try. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. But, yeah, that is it for Games Workshop news. We've got a few other bits to look at, including the Punga Kickstarter. So we've mentioned this quite a lot. Just wanted to give a little update on where it was. Um, and that is at 113,000 against a target of 4,000. So I don't even know what that percentage is, and I'm a numbers kind of guy. That's uh, yeah. that's a pretty tasty thing. Uh, it's got six days to go, so it's going to be closing on Wednesday, May the 6th. If you haven't backed it, definitely have a look. And even if you back some of the star players, which um, we've helped with uh, <laughs> their Not Blade guy, we got uh, you guys out there, the listeners and the viewers, to come up with ideas for names and skills for the guy who looked like blade and three winners have been uh, been chosen for that um can't remember who they are go and have a look at the video on youtube to see who that is because one person's come forward and said hey that's me fantastic so there's two people who have yet to watch the video who have uh, who have won that model from punga and um then you and i have seen a couple of sneak previews of some more stretch goals for them haven't we yes we have and everyone's in for a treat they are stunning and they're really useful as well. Um, yeah. Because there are some models, uh, not some models, there are some star players that came out with the 
new spikes for undead that don't have models yet. For example, uh, Frankenstein or Scroll Half Height, you know, the undead dwarf. Yeah. You know, those 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 kinds of players um, are definitely in need of good models. And it, it just might be that Punga deliver on that. Uh, let's just have a quick look at their stretch cards. Man, they've got so much. These star players are fantastic. I know. It's... Oh, it's so painful every time I go on this page because I just want everything. It's dangerous. <laughs> All of these models are fantastic. I love the Banshee star player that they've just uh, they've just yeah. unlocked as well. Um, I can't remember so what good. her name is. Gretchen Wachter, I think. But uh, yeah, they've just done the mage. They've just done the Egyptian coach. They've they got... churn out so much. It's please. incredible, isn't it? How yeah. do you how do you think they do that? Do they just prep the sculpt work in? like right at the beginning or do you think oh just... they've been working on this for months for sure they like you can't do this quickly but i think it's just down to a team of very very talented designers because because we noticed they're not actually running the kickstarter this time there's another company that's running the kickstarter yeah maybe that's taking some time or giving them some time to do more things i'm not sure yeah. um yeah. but they're, they're managing it incredibly well they're marketing it very well um i think anyone who's backing it is very lucky in for a treat. It's in for an absolute treat. Uh, talking of that, so their projected delivery date uh, was February next year. So given that they are doing the sculpts and things now, it may not even be delayed depending on what time the world reopens. So yeah, I, I would imagine it'll be going until that time. Yeah, no, exactly. So you might even get this on time in February, and they've been pretty good with their Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah, the Pirates one was delivered pretty promptly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that is the... Vampires, Egyptian, and Necromancers for fantasy football from Punga. And then we've got a very fun one next. Yes, we do. It is the St. Patrick's Angry Leprechaun 3D printable team. Ha have you seen this, Ben? Of course, yeah. And, We've been talking about this quite a lot. <laughs> and why have you seen this? Uh, Ian at the club has backed this, and he is very excited. So Ian, and, Tri um, Ian Triplo went, just went straight in with this, was so excited with this, and backed it. And we've been getting updates. I'm not convinced that he doesn't work for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And they've done really yeah. well. There's a pledge of £400, and they're at two two 2500 now. So they've smashed yeah. their goal. There's 88 backers. There's 11 days to go. So the St. Patrick's Angry Leprechaun... Um, is Monday, May the eleventh is its final, and they've they've smashed the goal, and it is for it's for STL files. Yeah, it's really good for a three D printer one to see that kind of money behind it, because obviously they don't really have to do much else now. They don't have to print them; they just have to <laughs> just have to share the files. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very cool, and I would be really excited if someone who has the ability to do three D sculpts. Uh, can actually put together a Kickstarter. And yes, it's time, and it's a lot of time, 3D sculpting. But it's less time than physical sculpting, isn't it? Because you can copy parts yeah. and elements. So, but, uh, you know, there's there's a team of people who put this together, and they're about to get quite a lot of cash for their effort. And there's a load of people who are about to get some cool teams. So price-wise, um, 14 euros, so 13 pounds, the whole base team of Leprechauns in STL file. For 17 euros, 15 pounds, you get the stadium. And for 27 pounds, you get the whole blooming lot. So for 27 pounds, plus the price of a printer or two, <laughs> you can print stadiums and leprechauns. So let's have a quick look at the leprechauns themselves. So 
Our Leprechaun's team has been designed to be played with two different factions, Dwarves and Halfling. So we differentiate the look of some of these evil pixies. So there's a whole bunch of linemen. And mm -hmm. it looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. It looks like they're actually individual sculpts. Yeah, looks like it. Um, and they'll be perfect for Halflings. There's a couple of blitzers with uh, big... Okay, yeah. So if I said to you, close your eyes. Imagine a rainbow. At the end of the rainbow is a pot of gold. That pot of gold you're seeing in your mind is what the Blitzers are wearing as a helmet on their head. <laughs> <laughs> it's creative. I really enjoy it. I think that's fair, would you say? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the armor. <laughs> uh, and they've got a couple of guys who would be uh, standing as slayers because they've got uh, jazzed up beards and... Honestly, what looked like firefighter helmets. I'm not, I think that's just a big buckle, actually. The tree men. Ben, what did you think of the tree men? Oh, they're really just full of character. They're, they're so different to what you normally see, but they fit the aesthetic of the team so perfectly. They're very kind of like storybook-esque. Do you know what I mean? Super storybook. Did you ever play Conquer's yeah. Bad Fur Day? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally it. it's, it's like a cartoony video game style angry tree times two and they look like they're kind of individually sculpted as well they look yeah. at very similar size and shape to the games workshop ones that just landed they do i thought that as soon as i saw this that, <laughs> so that's actually pretty similar yeah i wonder if they use the the kind of that kind of source art to to set up their design goal maybe because um, they've got no, the big it's... jagged mouths and the the trunk heads um yeah they're, they're cool i really like them uh, you know you know me i have like a tree man collection uh i i would i would add these uh there's the team but that's not all there is a dice tower there's a tower there's benches there's stands there is a pitch all together is a full stadium there's modular walls there's a castle um and that's all stl files so you do have to print it yourself which is a massive massive problem if you don't have a printer but if you do have a printer or you happen to know two people in your gaming group ben and ian with printers uh it becomes really interesting and, yeah and there's some uh, there's some add-ons there are runners which look cool there are cheerleaders which look really cool there's a saint patrick's coach who looks like the pope um there's a master chef who is just a chef leprechaun sitting on a pot of gold the death roller man <laughs> is is a leprechaun uh, just barrel walking on a big barrel that is opening up with beer inside it's fantastic very cool uh there are a couple of catchers who are just very dynamic posed um, oh this is great the beer mug <laughs> so you can print your own beer mug uh which holds a can of something inside <laughs> it it looks like a relentless size can rather than a coke size can but i don't know you know yeah yeah it's like a it's just, it's just like a hold of your can with a handle on it it is like a, it is so i'm hoping that mr triplo can print us some of these out um <laughs> at warship a star player which is run below sheepskin but as a leprechaun yeah a blank pitch there's markers there's a star player to be released at 3000 which is probably going to be puggy you know looking at yeah it looks like that um and there's at three and a half thousand euros there's a tree woman so um oh come on what's her name the dryad player yeah uh she's not not brilliant willow rosebud oh well done ben yeah 10 blood bowl points to you <laughs> yeah willow rosebud um so it's a really unique project now if you don't have a 3d printer and you don't have anyone who can print stuff out for you it is of no value to you at all um but if you do 
then have a look because for what 15 pounds you can get a really cool unique team uh that you know your friend can print for the club uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's cool i really like it estimated delivery in may we've got a kickstarter here that's very unique that could be completed and you could actually have models printed within a month really cool first first probably the first stl only kickstarter i've seen that i've been very excited by um because the sculpting is really good it is really it's really clean really clean really clean it's obviously got like it's very stylized so if it's not your thing it's not your thing but all right that's I actually think for what they are it's really embraced that that's a really good point man i suppose we should mention they're, they're kind of chibi looking yeah um super dungeon explore or Arca- arcadia quest that's the style of these models yeah uh, if you love it, like I do, then they're <laughs> perfect. Uh, if you're not so keen on the cartoony style, then give it a pass. All you're missing out on is yet another stunty team. Um, but I also know of a couple of stunty teams in the stunty league and stuff, which these would work great for as well. There is actually leprechauns in the stunty league. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they've well, got they like uh, strip ball and stuff. They're quite cool. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So that is... Let's go right back up to the top. That is the St. Patrick's Angry Leprechaun, a fantasy football team ready for your 3D printer. That ends on Monday, May the 11th. And we've got one more, although it's not really a full Kickstarter just yet. And you've probably heard of it before. It's Legends of the North, Norse Fantasy Football Team, version 2. Version 2. Version 2.0. So this is a this is a preview from Goblin Guild Miniatures. Uh, so they've, they've just shared this so you can start having a look at the Kickstarter and what's coming. And they we've seen these skulls before. They're good, tall Norse guys. They've got some great positionals. They've got great Yeti. They've got great linemen, great runners. They're very Norse. Uh, they look tall as you need them to be. The old runners are understated. And I actually quite like them. Um, and we saw these all when they were greens. I think they were displayed and shown off. So... Uh, they've they've pulled the plug last time they're adding it again and they're going to be releasing it again the miniatures look really good what do you think to the sculpts on these men i think they're really good they're just like they they remind me what's, what's the word? it's kind of like kind of very realistic style almost yeah Is that the word? like yeah. they're, they're kind of true scale they're, they're just yeah that's it oh the werebear's cool i don't think i saw the werebear before I don't think he was in it before. The SG Free Werebear for 16k. Nice. Yeah. I like that. That's quite cool. It's got a henchmark on it. Uh, you got the team dice. So they're just previewing what they've got coming. I uh, don't think there is a release date for it yet. And the price will be 70 euros for a 14 man team and 60 euros for a 12 man team. So 12 men is two yetis, two uh, one yeti, two runners, two berserkers, one thrower, two ulfs and four linemen plus stretch goals delivering in December. So if you want a Norse team and you're happy to wait till December and you don't want to go for one of the other ones that are out at the moment. Um Ben, what's the Norse team that that Ian Triplo just picked up in our club? That was a hungry troll, I think. I think it's like Fenris Sons. That's it. That is a really, yeah. really nice Norse team. If you don't want to pick that one up and you fancy something a bit different, keep your eye out for this. Uh, and we've seen a few from Goblin Guild, and they've all been really good. They've all been really well executed. They're not top tier, not Punger and Grebo level, but they are. They're they're, they're clear tier two, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. So just one more thing to talk about on news, and it isn't Street Bowl. It is. Let me bring up the 
bit here. Ah, oh, Facebook. Why does that say YouTube? That's no good. So uh, we'll just talk about it instead. <clears throat> it is the Lockdown Bowl, which is a tournament that's going to be happening on Fumble. Um, so if you're hearing now, it's probably already started. But what I wanted to mention is that Rob from Secret Carnage, uh, North Wales Carnage Cup, um, a friend of the podcast, uh, is running this Fumble event and has got loads of unique dice created that um, you can buy. And all the money, all the proceeds, or the profit basically, will go to Doctors Without Borders. Um, and all the ticket, basically, the ticket money goes towards Doctors Without Borders as well. And us on the Bonehead podcast, we're for every player that's joined the tournament we're going to donate two pounds as well to kind of just help donate and i think oh i can't remember what he said earlier i think we're on the way to 300 pounds now ben which is really really oh, great so good so good yeah really pleased with that but um just wanted to say um here we go over 30 people from three different countries raised 225 pounds that was his email from yesterday um but uh it's very cool the dice are still available for sale so even if you're not going to be playing in the Fumble tournament, the dice you can still buy and the proceeds go to a great charity. And the reason that Rob has chosen Doctors Without Borders is because, he said, we've got Blood Bowl players all around the world. We've got this disease hurting people all around the world. And even though, you know, it's only going to... Well, actually, in his words, he said, even if we only raise 50 quid, it will still help if everyone raises 50 quid. And we smash that now. Uh, on the way to 300 which is really great so if you fancy some very cool unique dice uh, and to support a cause then um jump on that links in the show notes uh, we've got a, a youtube video and actually i did put the little segment out in the podcast feed so you may already have listened to it it's a great cause and um what we're going to be doing is providing some coverage on the tournament as it goes on uh we'll do some 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 game reviews on fumble we'll do talk about the standings we'll catch up with rob as often as we can just to give a bit of coverage just to give someone uh just to give people something to focus on while we're all locked inside and uh if you are a fumble player and you have missed the first round message rob you might be able to sneak you in um and play some secret teams because it's all secret well it's not it's all teams it's all naf teams all secret teams all stunty league teams um so it's like 106 Chaos. different teams that's crazy i'm running snotlings in honor of the new snotling team oh um, very cool <laughs> so i've got my list with two pump wagons a splatter wagon three trolls and eight little snotling guys so i've got 14 players so i can still take uh, star players um so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it so i'll be streaming my games when i get them played it's one game a week so yeah should be really really good i'm really looking forward to it when's um, the first game start uh rob's doing the draw on the 30th so this podcast comes out on the second saturday the second i think come on calendar saturday the second so he's doing the 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 first round matchups tomorrow then on thursday night so uh he says he's going to release the matchups and then we've all got a week basically until the end of next week to get the game in so um yeah, awesome. Ben, if you fancy playing one game of Fumble a week while you're uh, locked at home, join the tournament. It'll be great fun. You can run uh, Slanish. That's <laughs> tempting. <laughs> I think I might. I'll get my ticket tomorrow. I'll, I'll join in on this chaos. I think you should, man. I think it's great. And you're helping Absolutely. to support a... a exactly, a, well, yeah. It's, it's £10 for a tournament ticket, and you get um, a set of 2d6 included in that price and the rest of the money goes to the charity hey, so. even if i don't end up playing 10 pounds towards talk to that borders it's a good cause exactly so. exactly cool right that uh, i think covers everything that's going on in blood bowl that we know of and that the social networks know of um over the last couple of weeks so let's let's talk about what we've been doing Ben. let's move on to hobby 
Okay, so it's on to hobby now, and I've got a background because the background is of the ogres that I built this week by Chaos Ogres. I got a, a box of stuff. I've got some more goblin heads so that I can use them to modify my little snotlings. And um, I did share this on social medias because I, I was just absolutely jazzed because I thought they were they great. Look so fun. good. So I've now, oh, thanks, man. I've, I've now hand undercoated them and I've painted, started painting up the skin on one of them. Um, I'm gone with a dark skin tone. It's actually this guy here. I've gone with a dark skin tone to do something different, to try something different with my painting. Uh, I've done it really well. Thanks, man. It's been really good fun. Uh, I, I, I've nearly finished my giant. Ooh, nice. Uh, like genuinely, nearly finished him. I think I've got the base to do and then a few more details. Uh, I just I can't stop adding stuff. So Ian um, Ian Warhammer Hannam, who did get featured on the um, on the Warhammer community again today. Yeah, he did. Uh, they didn't get his name right again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I, yeah, I was uh, I was playing a game with uh, Jared online earlier today, and uh, the news came in, and the first thing Jared said was like, "Did they get his name right?" Checked in with Ian. They did not get his name right. It's Ian Warhannam Hammond. Uh, you know, uh, but they. What did they call him the first time round? Was it War Warhamnam? Warhamnam. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Warhamnam style. Uh, yeah. And this time it was Warhannon. So they get in there. So maybe if he carries on painting, I swear this is why Ian spends <laughs> so much time painting now is because he just wants them to mention him with his correct name. <laughs> so good. I know it's crazy. So uh, yeah, I, he helped me with the flesh on my giant. Um, oh, sort of gave me some tips and how to make it more flesh-like. They're like blue in the eyes and red on the skin and the cheeks and things like that. So I've got a bit more flesh work to do, but it's it's the best model I've ever painted. Like it's not Ian level, but it is Ben and a half level. So I'm like really really chuffed. So now whenever I'm doing skin, I'm like I can do stuff here. Let's get mm. blue on the go. Let's add some pink. Like just go crazy. So it's um, funny you say that. Like I think a lot of advice I've seen regarding painting it's like each model you try especially if it's like a new project just try something new on it and then you'd be surprised how much you learn well, like, we've, we've we've spoken about this before ben yeah um we've definitely spoken about this before because you did that's right you tried the verdigris effect on oh yeah that guy from a Warcry band yeah yeah you're right um and then you used it on your hangover bowl team yeah yeah um, yeah it's good i've actually used you um when talking to people in the discord and stuff about painting about like oh. actually paint go and go and paint a model use like use a different technique and then you can apply it to another project mm. and then you kind of nail it and then you can move on and you just that's how you level up so i've um i've used this lock-in time to actually paint things and i came to a realization and it's a really funny one but when i've painted models in the past i don't know whether it's because i've just been like a massive tank fan my entire life <laughs> You, you paint the tank, you paint its edges, you paint, you know, you paint the model, you paint the 3D thing. But kind of just from working with Ian for a little bit, I've realized you're not actually painting the model. You are painting on the 3D canvas that is the model. Yes. You're painting on the model. You are not painting the model. Uh, like, and it sounds really wax on, wax off. But you, I don't know. I've never considered that before. Like, actually, while you're layering, while you're adding color, you're painting each individual flat surface yeah and it kind of comes together like a mosaic so i've i've i'm happy that i've leveled up a bit in that and i'm really enjoying painting um but i cannot for the life of me decide the color scheme uh, so i've just got this black armored ogre with black everything like black shoes black trousers i just can't come up with colors because i want them black to be lime green. well we do have the painting 
Uh, yeah, so uh, that's a good point, Ben. We've got the Wobble. Wobble Blood Bowl team painting. Uh, yeah. What was it? Not, not competition. We called it something challenge, wasn't it? Just a little challenge, yeah. Because it's like the, you, you guys probably, if you're in the community of hobby and gaming, you've probably seen the, uh, what's the Space Marine one called, Ben? Are there 100 chapters? And that's 100 it. The, the 100, 100 chapter challenge. Oh, that's it, yeah. Where there's just a hundred uh, individual blood, uh, individual blood bowl chapters, individual space marine chapters, and you pick one at random, and then you paint a dude that color. It's kind of like a painting project. Wanted to do the same for blood bowl, so in the wobble group we talked about it, and then actually it was decided that we should all paint one random model from our spares in a, in the same color scheme as everyone else, and then when yep. we can unite and form Voltron when the world is cured, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have this really individual, like this really interesting wobble team. Uh, so yeah, a couple of guys in the chat have started um, started theirs, and someone's even finished it. Um, ben Winterburn yeah. has finished his model because he's he's doing loads of painting at the moment uh, while doing sixty hour weeks as well. He's he's, he's really? on fire. Yeah, he's just trying his hardest to keep active. I think. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Really cool. So that's that's been my painting. Um, ben, I think I don't think you're a hobby shirker. Like it's time to fess up. What have you done? Um, I've been working still on my corn which i've said on the last few episodes um still going at while recording the podcast just trying to get everything done trying to clear the backlog while rapidly generating the backlog <laughs> so <laughs> um that that's what i meant what what have you done what did you go and do i thought oh, we haven't really been going anywhere lately and i figured i want to buy something which i usually have that feeling two three times a day and um <laughs> at least and, yeah and uh, to be to be fair i've had this idea for quite a while and we've been discussing it in the group quite a lot about the idea of a resin 3d printer um because having access to one in the club would actually be quite handy because we see all these things come and go like kickstarters like the leprechaun one exactly like the um, leprechaun one. and it's just be like if, that's, if we just had someone that we knew we could get it for a good rate you know um be really handy and i've been wanting one for a while i've got a background in 3d modeling i thought it might kickstart my that that side of the hobby again um and i just thought that's just that's just justification for getting it but yeah i got it and um and yeah i've been loving it it's been it's been a learning curve um but not as bad as the internet might make it out to be <laughs> it's quite fun and it's quite easy but is that down to your background in 3d modeling i don't think so i don't think so i don't think you need much of a background if you if you can handle kind of like computer software you can handle this because that's all that's required dude it sounds um, really really tempting but you've done you've done a good job of sharing with the group how much work and, <laughs> and what, what did you say the rate of failure so far has been it's a i'd say about a third of the prints i've done have failed but that's going down i think i'm sort of patching up all the things that are going wrong yeah looking up solutions to these problems and yeah it's going down i made a few stupid mistakes at first like cleaning stuff with paper towels which is apparently really bad because it scratches up all the film oh um, okay yeah didn't know that so it's if you're if you're thinking about getting one do a bit of a reading beforehand around how to do stuff right because otherwise you'll make a lot of silly errors but it's really fun when it gets going and i've just been i think i've signed up to a couple of patreons just because they give really good models each month um i think yeah. I, I think i am actually also part of a patreon oh uh, really well if you need stuff printed let me know i might have to dig out the details of that and just let you have my login <laughs> something. so why did you why did you get the 3d printer like what 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 was your what was your excuse what did you tell 
Richie Tell Allison. Well, she heard of it out of the blue. I think I just kind of we're working in the same room at the moment while we're both working from home and I just sort of turned around and said, Alison, I've bought a 3D printer. Alison, this room is too quiet. It needs a 3D (laughs) printer in it. (laughs) The reaction was less explosive, thankfully. Great. um, Yeah. uh, No, I I think I... Oh, no, I know what it was. I was going to back the Punga Kickstarter. And I was thinking, well, I could just re-divert these funds and make my own, like print my own stuff. Like, do I need another Blood Bowl team? I've got quite a few unpainted. I haven't even finished the rats yet. Why buy one Blood Bowl team when I can print unlimited amounts? <laughs> yeah, that's the theory. Yeah, um, not as many Blood Bowl miniatures as as, as you'd expect out there. Um, I, I think that's just the beginning. I think it's just starting. Yeah, I think so too. I think it really is just starting. Um, especially because the more people who have the printers, there's more impetus for other people to learn how to sculpt. So yes. now I know that you have a printer and because of you getting a printer, you ultimately next level uh, been enabled in Triplo, uh, yeah. one of our local players who got, so you got the resin one. Yeah. He got the, what, the, the other filament one? one, the filament one. So yeah. Uh, so the le- on the Leprechaun Kickstarter, the terrain would be the kind of thing he could smash out and the individual miniatures where there's a finer level of detail is more attuned to the resin one, right? Yes. Yeah. The well, resin that... one isn't isn't good for doing terrain. It would just cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> of time from the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, but what that does mean is somebody like me uh, or you who like to sculpt and build and do things, there's now actually a reason to do that. So I'm I'm hoping that as more people pick up 3D printers, and let's face it, the lockdown was a really great enabler itself to... Mm-hmm. We've got time. We've got hobby time. We can't go out and that time is going to be spent serious. Why not create things? Um you know, there might be more homebrew sculptors now, is what I'm saying. I absolutely think that. And, like, there are a lot. I say a lot. I say probably a good handful of Patreons already doing that, where it's, like, individuals or small yeah. groups and where gonna, they're all just see. doing 3D modelling. And yeah, We're going to see more of that, which could be really, really cool. I mean, <clears throat> obviously there are some great Blood Bowl miniatures out there, but I'm hoping that I can do some, um, some dungeon tile work. And get oh, you fantastic. or Ian to cast me uh, to to print me one, so that I can then because I don't know if you guys know I I cast uh, resin and plaster dungeon bits. Actually, I get you to print one section of tile, and then I cast it, and then I can res uh, resin cast a whole a whole billion, like that. That I don't have to buy a printer now. I've got a friend who can charge me a fair amount. Then a very fair amount. <laughs> Uh, because Ben will naturally be inclined to charge us free money or like no money at all. But, you know, that kind of thing, it, it, it means that there's more impetus now for people to um, to experiment, to learn these talents because it becomes slightly more accessible. So I'm real excited because there are a whole bunch of stunty teams that need teams. And we spoke about this a while ago on the podcast. There's like an Albion Fae team that needs a pixie that looks like Navi from Link. Mm. Uh, and now there's like, oh, if I sculpt one of them, I might be able to, sort of talk to Ben and he might be able to print one off for me. Definitely. And just like before then, there's literally no point because I'd have to sculpt it, then I'd have to send it to Shapeways and then I'd have to wait two months for it to arrive, for it to be wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, there's really no point. But, you know, anyway, that that is a heck of a project, Ben. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of little bits and pieces I can add to existing projects with it. Uh, um, yeah, 
I think it's another tool in the kit. That's what I'm saying. It's not replacing anything. <laughs> I'll still be buying miniatures. Like I, I thought it might cure the plastic crack addiction, but instead I've just become Walter White, I think. Oh, yeah. So, you just enabled yeah. yourself to do even more. Um, yeah. But the thing is, and I know the, I guess the biggest argument for 3D printers is people have said it's going to kill miniature sales. Um, no, but when this Snotling team lands, you know, you're going to buy it, maybe. Yeah, exactly. If, exactly. Gonna, if you were going to buy it before, you're still going to buy it now. Uh, yeah. It just means that you might print off an unauthorized version as well uh, as a proxy because it's quite cool. And all it's going to do is just mean they're going to end up with more teams, Ben, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Skip, what have I done? Skip one caster. Well, skip one Kickstarter. <laughs> print many teams. Uh, also means we can do some cool, ki- uh, some cool star players. That is true. That is true. So other than creating your own miniatures and painting your Age of Sigmar stuff, anything else on the hobby and games front recently, Ben? Um, yeah, we're still we're doing that 100 Space Marine challenge thing. Um, made a start on that, made a start on the, the Wobble challenge. So got a few things on the go. Um, and yeah, hopefully get it all done soon because there's not a lot of else, not a lot of things else to do at the moment. <laughs> so just lots and lots of painting. What, um, what color Space Marine did you get? Uh, I got the Hawk Lords, which are purple and gold. It's very Empress Children. Oh, that's mixed cool. with Raven Guard. That's yeah. cool. Like that. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what I was called. It's something like the Brothers of a Thousand or something, but it's grey and yellow, which actually is one of my favourite colour schemes. Uh, I've got a, cool. got a second edition dwarf team painted in that scheme, so I'm quite happy with that. Nice. And my current dwarf team that I'm painting for sevens is in fact dark grey and yellow. So. I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's a good way to get colour yeah. schemes. And our wobble scheme is black and lime green, which makes sense because it's kind of our wobble colours as well. Um, yeah. We did a poll. We did a poll in our wobble group, and those were the high, two highest colours. So that's kind Even though there was what, was... what was your suggestion, Ben? Uh, I had mahogany. No, no, no. The other one. Oh, what? Metallic gamboge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you know. Let's spice it up a little bit. I, I googled <laughs> obscure colours and... Yeah, they, they didn't go down too well, I don't think. Uh, you got at least two votes. I think you were one of them, and I think I was the other. So. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> it, was the, uh, hope... it was the only other person with me in their profile picture. Ah, Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> yeah, she's she, some metallic gamboge then. She, she has actually, uh, that kind of yellow is, a, is one of her favourite colours. Oh, is um, it? No, okay. And she was like, I also wanted to support Ben. I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it was a yellow. I just googled it, and it was the first result. It could have been a slur. Oh, because I saw you put it in there, I was like, "Oh God, everyone's going to ask." I had then had to Google it and put it into the into the into the, the thread so that people could see what it was. Um, basically, a Yandan Dark Sun from the Foundation mm. days mixed with metallic, uh, which wouldn't have been a bad color at all. I think actually, actually, that would look pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I I, I genuinely thought this was like one of your, uh, you know premium colors that you'd got oh, from how do you think i'm that pretentious well <laughs> you know on your hobby thing like it, you got a free trial with your 75 pound paintbrush that kind of thing um, oh that's true yeah <laughs> cool so yeah we've got some painting challenges going on we've got some teams being painted we've got some individual models being painted and printed um and yeah games wise i've actually played a load of blood bowl it's been wonderful i uh i'm gonna confess i had a bit of a a hobby blip like a, a passion for everything just died. Had a bit of, you know, you get peaks and troughs, and I got troughed yeah. hard. And um, just really CBA'd with everything. Like, it all happened on a day off. Like, I had a weekend off, or I had two days off in a row, and Tiff was working. 
Um, and the first day I was like, yeah, do loads of stuff. Then it got to the next day and I kind of was like, none of this matters. Oh, no one cares. <laughs> Nothing matters. I've got to stream later. I'll, I'll stream and it'll be all right. And I had a brilliant stream. I had so, a great time. Uh, that was when I played Ian with my Snotling team on Roll20 playing a game of Blood Bowl 7s. Pro Halflings against uh, the Snotling team from Stunty League. And it was brilliant. And then we went and played. Uh, I played on Blood Bowl 2 afterwards. And had another great game. And had a great time with the guys in chat. And uh, it reinvigorated. I was like, I was a bit stumped, a bit bored of nothing i was like i started painting i was painting my ogres and i was like what's it's just um, there's going to be no time we're going to use these anytime soon like what's the what's the urgency um and yeah playing a game of blood bowl and having a chat with ian and then having a chat with the guys on chat was just great and uh, that's yeah i was re-inspired so i'm very happy with that uh got a couple of games of sevens in um gonna play a game soon against you which is quite exciting yeah uh and yeah no that's i've just got a load of blood bowl in so if you're a blood bowl two player on the pc join the bonehead podcast cup uh, it's an open ladder um sunday nights tuesday nights and whenever else you can get a game in the discord again i'll put the links in the show notes below but yeah come play some blood bowl against some great guys um i'm in a bit of a pickle now my ogres are 1560 which means the newer teams uh they won't be paired i won't be paired against them oh so I had to create a new Dark Elf team yesterday to play against James's Dwarfs and lost 2-1. Oh, that's going to do that, isn't he? Turn 16. It was tough. Um, it was really yeah. tough. But, yeah. Well, what can you do? Have you been playing any Blood Bowl, Ben, or have you just been painting and, and doing no, stuff? No, I haven't, I haven't played a lot. I've, I've, I've had a lot going on, actually, lately, so I've missed the last couple of uh, league things. Um, but I'm looking forward to our game. Yeah. Um, like you say, with Blood Bowl, it's the kind of game where uh as soon as you play it with a good group of guys you realize actually this game is really really good yeah so it I'm sucks you back in again. yeah <laughs> cool right talking about the game you and i are going to play we should probably move on to our first topic everybody knows we love variants of blood bowl here specifically sevens is probably our most favorite one dungeon bowl is great fun don't get me wrong but sevens is a great fast version of playing blood bowl now a lot of people who've um heard us talk about sevens have said dude you've got to try you've got to try street bowl like it's 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 the same it's it's the it's the fast version of blood bowl um so we're going to so what ben and i are going to do is we're going to talk through the street bowl rules um and then we're going to play a game and record it and then talk about our final thoughts afterwards aren't we Yep, I'm looking forward to this. So, Street Bowl, the advantage of Street Bowl, we start off talking, we've got the rules here from the NAF website, from the NAF variants, it's in the, the, the link below in our show notes uh, and on the video details, <clears throat> is um, the pitch. So let's take a quick look at the picture here. Uh, let's take a quick look at the picture of the pitch here. Basically, the pitch is the same length as a Blood Bowl field, but you lose the wide zones. So you can play this variant on a standard Blood Bowl pitch, but the wide zones are null and void. In, in fact, you generate wide zones sort of two in. So what you end up with is a field uh, 26 squares long and a, one, two, seven squares wide. So you're just playing with the center of the board. But in this, the two edges, the two edge squares on either side end up being your new wide zone. So you end up with uh, a two square wide zone then a three square center zone then a two square wide zone and that's the entire pitch so it's the same length as a blood bowl pitch but uh it's just it's just thinner basically and the whole premise is that this is being played in um 
in the streets of a city in Blood Bowl land, which is quite cool. So before we move on and talk through the rules, Ben, what do you think about the size of the pitch? I think it's really exciting. Um, I mean, it's going to be pretty... I mean, when we start talking about some of the rules, uh, it could be quite violent. <laughs> very, um, very, very violent. I think it's going to be really hard for like agile teams to do all their dancing around a strong defense on this pitch. There's nowhere to run. Yeah, it keeps it really packed in. So the thing for me is that sevens is a fantastic variant and you can mark a sevens pitch up on a blah blah board. You can do it. I've got it on the back of my Skaven uh, Dwarf pitch. Um, but this, you don't really need to mark anything out. You just use the center zone of an already of, like, of an already uh, of like of any blood bowl pitch you've got. I like the advantage of that. Yeah. But the clever, flexible. yeah. But the clever thing with sevens is where you've got the neutral zone in the middle. In the middle, you have a smaller sized pitch that has the same depth because you've still got thirteen squares to the end zone, but the pitch is only twenty squares long. Whereas here, you've got a long thin pitch which does actually look like a street, which is quite cool. So just one of the different variations. And um, just um, I think it's probably a bit of a benefit. So we'll talk through the rules. So the team creation rules are exactly the same as Blood Bowl 7s. Uh, 600,000 to build your team, uh, not to four positionals. So um, basically non-linemen. Um, you can take your teams from everything else. The only twist here is that you get a magic potion for free. And uh, you can buy an extra one for 50k. So magic potions, uh, we'll talk about them now. We'll talk about them now. I'm excited about this. <laughs> it's an you interesting thing. Won me over. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to just have in the in the standard rule books. So magic potions. These potions may be administered to any player who is knocked out, badly hurt, or seriously injured. If the player is dead, it's too late. Uh, just after knockouts are rolled, coaches can also feed potions to healthy players prior to setting up for any drive, although this usually isn't the best idea. After a player has been given a potion, roll a d8 and refer to the following table. So, on a 1, Squigpish. It's poisonous. The player is killed immediately. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the idea is you're, you're using this as kind of like a, a poor man's apothecary. Yep. So it makes sense that on a pad roll, you're going to die. Uh, on a two, tap water, no effect. On a three, laudanum. So uh, laudanum. This dulls the player's pain enough to get him back on the pitch. He gains really stupid, fixed skull, and a minus two agility modifier for the rest of the match. Uh, dwarf ale on a fourth player returns to play, but is somewhat wasted. He gets minus one agility and bonehead for the rest of the match. Five, healing bomb. The player goes back to the pitch with no ill effects. Uh, six, warpstone tincture. The player returns to play and gains sprint and jump up, but must be the first player to act every turn for the rest of the match. Uh, number seven, Orca Cola. The player returns to play, but has picked up a taste for a certain soda. If he ever ends an action in a wide zone or end zone, he leaves the pitch to visit the concession stand and misses the rest of the drive. It may still be used to score a touchdown, though. So if he wanders in to the end zone, uh, he scores the touchdown, then he wanders off. Grabs another Orca Cola and comes back to the pitch. No problem at all. And on late, Fungus Beer. So look out. The player gains plus two strength and frenzy, but suffers from Wild Animal for the rest of the match. Furthermore, he must roll a dice at the start of every turn. Uh, his team and the opponent's team, when he's on the field, on a one, he dies immediately. So, what do you think? Oh, I'm really hoping to get that. The Fungus Beer. I'm playing for that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have a massive straight five, straight six player. Yeah, with frenzy. frenzy. 
Uh, well, you're playing in pretty strict confines, so that would make a bit of a difference. And we'll go back to the pitch now, Ben, because yes, like you said, there's something special about the pitch. It's played in a street, and you've got a smaller pitch than a standard Blood Bowl team, uh, standard Blood Bowl field. You're using a sevens team. Um, you've got to have someone on the on the touchline. So a team must set up as many players as possible for each kickoff, up to a maximum of seven players for each drive. Due to the narrow width of the pitch, it is only mandatory to set up one player on the line of scrimmage. Uh, they must be behind, between the hash marks, so they can't be in the uh, wide zones. Uh, and only one player may be set up in each wide zone. So unlike sevens, where you set up six squares apart, you have to have one guy uh, on the centre three squares, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, one to three, I suppose, uh, which is quite cool. So you're going to get that initial bash that you don't get in sevens. There's a different kickoff table. We'll come to that in a minute. But cobblestones and walls so basically if a player gets uh ends up on the ground and you roll for armor because of uh the fact that the ground is uneven bumpy made of rock you add plus one to the armor roll yeah like uh, this is this is crazy i think it's going to result in significantly more casualties it's going to be horrific uh the other thing is the cobblestones if a ball bounces on the ground uh, because it's dropped uh, or the catch has failed or um, hits the ground after a pass, kick or throw in, uh, you roll a d8 and scatter it. If the square it bounces into is empty, you scatter it one more time, basically representing that the ball is bouncing around on uneven ground. Mm -hmm. Yep, extra bouncy. Yep, and there are also walls. So uh, the end zones are open to the crowd, but the sidelines... Um, are basically their their the game is is penned in by by the walls because this is being played in a back street. So if a player would normally be pushed into the crowd, so same rules, it's actually left in place, uh, and you roll for armor again, adding plus one, and that plus one does stack with the ground. So if a player would be pushed off the pitch, uh, instead you leave him in place and then you roll against armor, but you're adding plus one because he's punched into a wall. If he's stunned, he goes down. If he's not stunned, he's fine. If a player is pushed back and knocked down and would normally go off the pitch, instead he hits the ground, so you get plus one for the ground and plus one for the wall as well. So you're hitting him into the wall, and if you've got Mighty Blow, that's plus three to armor. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Um, the ball, uh, if it bounces into a wall during play, then it will scatter D6 squares in a random direction using the throw-in template. So it doesn't really make a difference there. Instead of rolling 2d6, it's just 1d6, which makes a lot of sense because the pitch is only seven squares wide. Uh, and you can throw the ball off the wall. Did you have a chance to look at those rules, Ben? Because if not, we'll talk through them now. I, I did have a look, and it made me really want to try high elves for this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can throw like normal in the game. There's no restrictions on that. But some throwers will deliberately try to pass the ball to another player by throwing it off a wall. Passing a ball off the wall is extremely difficult as well as quite unpredictable. So any pass that you uh, try to do that with suffers minus one uh, to the attempt. A pass which is bounced off the wall can never be intercepted, intercepted, though players with pass block may still move to place tackle zones on either the thrower or the intended receiver. So the rules say that holding the range ruler sideways, you can bend it so it goes from the thrower to the intended receiver and also touches one of the walls along the side of its intended path. 
If you don't have a range ruler, or you have the new Blabell 2016 range ruler, I assume you kind of just choose a square on the wall from which you try to bounce it and count and count the entire distance. Yeah, I think. I feel like that that's the, the most logical. I'd probably say that the the square on the wall would count twice because you would be normally bending the range ruler in that square. Yeah, but yeah. If that comes up in our game, we can figure it out there. Um, if the throw is uh, fumbled, it lands as the owner's feet as normal. Um, and if the throw is inaccurate, it hits the wall where you said it would, but then it scatters uh, d6 squares using the throw and template as before. Uh, so it's a really interesting way to get around throwing interceptions. So if you're being, if there's a, a line of whatever right in the way, you can basically bend it like Beckham off the wall uh, at minus one to try and avoid the interception. I mean, it's great for style points, isn't it? Absolutely great for style points. <laughs> yeah. Actually, style, think... style points is something that we should uh, that should be introduced as well as MVP. Absolutely. <clears throat> Definitely should. Just an extra one style point. Uh, you know, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, at walls versus stunties, there's actually rules for throwing a teammate into a wall as well. Basically, on a one to five, he goes splat against the wall, and uh, that's plus two to the armor roll. Uh, <laughs> but on a six, he kicks himself off and can try and land properly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Mario wall jumper exactly boop, boop. Uh, there's no referee uh, so street ball games are not watched over by a referee which means the players cannot be sent off but they can be hurt in retribution a player wishing to commit a foul does so as normal taking assists into account irrespective of the success of the foul attempt the coach of the fouled player May roll a d6. So one to three, nothing happens. On a four plus, an angry fans have hit the fowler with a rock. Make an armor value roll for the player committing the foul, adding plus one. If the roll is enough to break armor, make an injury roll as normal. If the armor is broken on the player committing the foul, his team suffers a turnover. So instead of the classic roll a double on a foul, he gets sent off immediately. It's the uh, your opposing coach has to roll a four plus, and on a four plus, uh, the fouling player takes an armor roll, which is quite cool. I think it's a really fun and thematic way to do it rather than just either remove fouling or you could always foul. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a cool balancing point and uh, probably makes more sense than to add a game referee like from Metabots um, yeah. or from Boxbeak. Uh, so, yeah. Secret weapons. Uh, basically, at the end of a drive, you roll a D6 for each secret weapon that's on the pitch. And a 1 to 3, uh, the player is dragged away by the crowd and is considered badly hurt, but potions cannot be used to save him. On a 4 to 6, the player fights his way free and can play on. So basically, you uh, roll a 4+, plus and he's good to go. However, if the secret weapon player has loner, he only comes back on a 6. Uh, it's basically viewed that on a uh, 4 or 5, he's just not up for it and wanders off because it's too dangerous for him. <laughs> uh, so that is that that is the rules for using the walls that's the rules for using the floor there's no referee and the only other thing to mention is there is a special kickoff table and there is a special weather table uh, and I don't think we're going to talk through it because actually just have a look at the PDF that's a lot of talking there's still blitz there's still throw a rock there's still high kick there's still changing weather uh, cheering fans and brilliant coaching is the same as the standard sevens, which is roll a d6 and on a tie no one gets it. There's still a riot and then there's loose masonry, stray pony and potion peddler and guards, which are the special ones, which are quite interesting. So when we play the game, Ben, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those came up. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, quite cool. So, what are your initial reactions about this variant? That's carnage. Absolutely carnage. I think games will be very quick. I'm expecting this to be even faster than sevens, just because we probably might not have any players left by yeah. turn, turn six. Because death. That's a really good point, actually. It's it's two six-turn halves instead of standard eight-turn, because uh, it's a sevens yeah. variant, basically. Um, um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a really tough game on offense. Uh, so you've got to really rely on doing damage, I think. That's the impression I get from it. Which doesn't bode well for someone like me who likes to play either agility teams or significantly underpowered teams. <laughs> yeah, I do. My initial impression is that agility teams get the short end of the stick in this format. I think this is a dwarf-friendly uh, environment. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's so narrow. You, your movement doesn't really matter as much. Which I like. Because, yeah. because sevens uh, really opens it up. It allows that flexibility. You don't have the free blocks, and it's all about movement and maneuverability, isn't it? Yeah, it is. This is like the opposite. It, um, it really is. Which I'm really excited to try because one of the things I want to do with sevens is uh, is basically tunnel ball, which is you block off certain areas of the pitch and you create channels where you have to, which basically supports uh, teams with trolls or dwarves, the slower teams. Uh, this is you're kind of already there. Yeah, you've got seven squares and that is the entire pitch width this would be a great environment for beasts of nurgle mm -hmm. oh nurgle in general i mean you're just having presence is always going to be a thing isn't it so you take a beast you take two warriors the beast with its tentacles just absolutely eats up the center three squares uh and they've got to run all the way around to get down the pitch i think that's i think that's quite cool and that's kind of what uh that's it, it changes up the meta i suppose yeah um, but you know, you break an elf catcher away, <laughs> still down the way. He's still gone. So, he is. Yeah. So uh, Ben, what we're going to do is you and I are going to play a game now using Roll Twenty. <clears throat> uh, we've got a uh, got a pitch set up. We've got a stream set up for it, where we will go through, play the game. You'll be able to see the players. You'll be able to see the score, the die rolls, and we're going to talk through it as we play. Uh, so that you guys on the podcast can listen along. Uh, but I think what we'll do to shake it up is uh, on the podcast, we will uh, put the game itself on the end of this show. So uh, if you don't want to listen to it, you can um, just listen to our final thoughts next. Then listen to the game if you want to listen to the game, um, because uh, I don't want you to have to try and follow a game to then miss out our final thoughts. So we'll go from here to the final thoughts then you can listen to us play the game but ben you and i are going to go into the game now happy with that yes yes very much so all right let's get going let's uh well i'll tell you what we'll do before we do that let's talk about the teams we're going to take um what t what team are you running i'm going to run orcs ah. uh probably a suboptimal orc build but i really <laughs> wanted to try a troll with the plus three to damage rolls and you punch them into a wall so that is a huge huge point I i'm running chaos um yeah. I'm taking the Red Skulls build from 7 Super Series, so a Minotaur, two Warriors, and four Beastmen. We're running no skills, we just wanted to take two random teams that we fancy playing in 7s uh, that are kind of standard, not too complicated teams, like, well, you said Nurgle, um, some of the other teams with the extra rules would uh, pile on the pressure, and actually what we don't want to do is take a couple of vanilla teams-ish so that we can experience the format rather than crazy teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll come back with the game slash with the final thoughts.
So we're back. We've finished playing our game. I've reset the screen so you can't see what the result is. So if you want to listen to the game or watch the game, uh, it will be after this short segment here. So Ben, first game of um, of Street Bowl. What, what did you think? What were your thoughts? I, I thought that is a really fun format. It's very different and very fast. If you want a fast-paced Bob Bob match, you don't even have time for Zevens. Maybe this is the one. I still think Sevens is a bit faster. But I don't know if that's because you're moving greater distances, so maybe it feels like it's faster because you cover what feels like more space. This was this just felt super, uh, super tight. This is like the Space Hulk of Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get little blips for Gene Steelers. There was just no, there was there was no way to break through because it only takes uh, one, two, three guys to put tackle zones on the entire pitch. Um, yeah. Out, even with uh, we had, we had a pretty crazy uh, kickoff at one point, and there was about five players total standing on the pitch but yeah. um it still was really difficult to get a breakthrough um it could have been the teams we're using because the fastest player either of us had was movement six but i don't know i feel like we would have struggled with uh with anything other than a war dancer yeah i mean i think you i think you would really struggle with elven teams on this i don't know how i would go up against a really heavy bash team it would be difficult, man. It would be a new challenge. It's a knife fight. So that's that's just on the positioning. So, uh, you know, really interesting to keep everybody quite so close. I mean, everybody, every player ever can uh, get from, can blitz the entire pitch. Even a tree man in the middle could blitz any square, which is cool, which is actually really cool. And I like that. Um, yeah. The armor mods are brutal. They are really brutal. They really paid off. So plus uh, one for the ground, plus one for a wall. Plus one for Mighty Blow. If you get the Triumvirate, you're going to melt people. Now, we're, we're armor eight and nine here. Yeah. And we had some, there was some blood. We put yeah, the blood consistently in breaking orc armor is not something that usually happens. No. So, did. I think you're right. I think playing uh, anything armor seven is just, it's just going to end yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah. It will. Um, I like that. The potions were quite entertaining. Um, I think that kind of offsets it. Because even though you... I had a guy casualty. Like the potion did help. That's that's actually quite true. I do like the potions. Uh, they're real swingy, which is fine. Um, I wonder if they might benefit just being ever so slightly simpler. Uh, yeah, like DA eight different results is a little bit wild. Yeah, it's really good fun, but it might be worth just getting a free apothecary and uh, <laughs> yeah. just wrapping it up with that. I like the idea of potions though, um, and like yeah. the he like the heady brew inducement like stuff that you can give to players to give them uh, power-ups in a game is actually really, really cool. Um, I don't know. What, what else What else do we need to say? The, the pitch felt tight. Uh, the end zone felt a billion miles away. Um, it, did, it did feel far. It does feel like a long way. It's a long... Because you kind of just walk... You've got to walk in a straight line to it. So. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's going to be lower scoring. Did it feel more like ordinary Blood Bowl to you than Sevens does? No, no, it still felt like Sevens. It still felt like I still, yeah, I still felt like I was playing sevens. Um, the fact that we had no rerolls really helped with that. I think. Yeah, that's true. I think if you as, as soon as you have a reroll, I think it will massively swing. Because we lost to some really hard rolls there. <laughs> Your blocks, so. man. Your blocks were. You had be better, yeah, well, better luck with one die blocks than you did with two die blocks. I think you failed yeah. like three or four. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, but that's just a classic sevens thing. Um, I I liked it. I uh, all right. Let's ask you the hard question. If if you had now to play a game, would you rather play uh, Street Bowl or Sevens? 
Hmm. I think still Zevens. I think I prefer the Zevens format on the whole. But it's hard to beat what's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well well said uh, I would also play sevens I kind of I like that you've got um, more space left and right and you don't have the because you start further apart you kind of I feel like sevens runs quicker because you both have that first turn of a drive where nothing happens or it's yeah. all positioning like it's really interesting um, now only having one guy in block range is fine I think it is useful and I think this does benefit the slower teams and the harder teams um, this format like we like we said actually uh, so this is a format where dwarves can play sevens without being a massive disadvantage and I like it for that yes I agree um, I think it would be quite interesting I think you would uh, so say we were doing some kind of league or mini tournament using street bowl uh, so you, you, uh, seven super series right we had uh, an incremental skill system where after each game you gave a dude a skill right yeah how do you think playing in this environment would adjust the skills you take i think you'd be going a lot heavier on more violent skills like normally i like taking kick especially in sevens i don't think i would bother in this i, I think i'm with you on that one i don't think i would bother yeah. either um i i think you just want to be going for violence where in sevens Often you just don't, like taking dodge is really nice, especially when teams like dwarves aren't around so much. Yeah, not. you can escape, yeah. and then you've got a wide open space to move in. There are no wide open spaces in this. You get yeah. like little breaks of four squares, uh, and then you're up against the next barrier. It's it's really good puzzle. I really liked it, and we might have to rotate this in to seven super series because I think it could be quite interesting to have a scenario be a league or a tate or tournament where this is intermingled with regular sevens so i think it kind of puts a bit of chaos into the mix where some teams might do better in this some teams might do better in regular sevens and oh, you don't really know ben what about this what about two rounds apiece two street two sevens yeah and you have to build your team to handle both metas yeah so it's the same you take the same roster to both yeah I think that would be really interesting because you get like the slower mm. teams like Dwarves and Nurgle, who we talked about. I really think Nurgle would do brilliantly in this. I think that beast. I think so too. I think that beast on the uh, on the line of scrimmage here would be really massive. Even maybe not even on the line of scrimmage. You put him anywhere, uh, he's just going to take up nine squares where they cannot move through. It's basically a piece of terrain. Yeah. Uh, I think I think having a meta like this where Nurgle would do great could be a great balancing point. So yeah, maybe a, a four-round tournament, um, sevens, street, street, sevens, could be yeah. really interesting to kind of balance the format. Um, or no, I like that idea a lot. Or we go three and we have sevens, street, and dungeon ball for the triple seven Ooh. triumvirate. <laughs> we yes, might have please. we might have to do this on uh, on roll twenty soon. Uh, I think we could do it. I think we could do it. So, um, do you think this would go down well at our club night? I think so. I really do. I, I play outside for authenticity. <laughs> yeah, just go in the road and play some blood bowl. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, cool. I, think, I think people would enjoy this. I think they would. I think um, it's definitely worth a try if you're into sevens, um, which I'm sure is everyone. Um, Should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think give it a go. It's, it's something different. It's something unique. Something different, something unique. Uh, definitely a different play style. You've got the pitch. Everybody has got the pitch, which I think is a really big benefit. 
with yes. sevens you've got to mark some stuff out with tape in this all you've got to do is just remember that you're ignoring the wide zones and creating new ones and everything else is exactly the same which i think is a bit of a benefit i think it's probably um easier way to do it that way and if you're going to teach someone i think if you dropped the armor rules and the wall rules so mm -hmm. if, if you played uh, street bowl without the streets uh it might be uh, it might actually be a better teaching game than sevens i think about you know it reminds me of like sometimes you have teaching games and games workshop for warhammer and they give you they put you on the tiny little ball and you kind of just run at each other yeah it's kind of like that Kind kind of you get the lineup, you get the line of scrimmage, you get the initial punch, you get the same yeah. kind of strategies. I think if you had it so that um, there was a crowd, I mean the ball would be the issue in that in that part. Um, if you just said yeah. that everyone was penned in and that no one could get pushed off, but if they get pushed into a wall, they just go down automatically because the walls were spiked or something. You could take that rule away. Uh, you know, it, it could be done to keep that ball on the pitch. And I think that would be the only different thing. I think this might actually be a better teaching tool than sevens. But at that level, I don't think it's as intricate because the mm. armor, the armor rules really added a load of flavor for me. It's weird. Yes, they did. And like the ball bouncing, it really did feel like you're playing on a, it, you know, a not so it safe. Felt, it felt confined. It genuinely yeah, it felt did. like we're just in a pressure cooker of violence. Yeah. Uh, so, so the next thing to do is to fudge this board so that you have the standard sevens neutral zone, but you're playing in the confine of the street. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Might have to have a play there. Uh, so cool. Yeah. So uh, you guys out there listening, if you've played street ball and you've played sevens, let us know your thoughts on the two different formats. Um, and let us know what other formats you want us to play test. We know there's Beach Bowl, uh, we know there's Dungeon Bowl, we know there's Dungeon Bowl 7s. Um, let us know because actually we're at a point now where we can experiment with some of these games. We've got, uh, what, is, what is, is it Death Bowl or Death Zone? I can't remember. I think the big I can't remember. What is that? Because... Danger Bowl. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> May as well be. I like the idea of calling something Danger Bowl. Uh, I've got the pitch, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but anyway, we're all set up for that. So when we when we've got time, we can play a game like that. So that's that's really really cool. Uh, so yeah, Ben, thanks for playing the game. Um, it was good to test out, and uh, I think we should play another game at some point with some agility teams just to see. Actually, yeah. you know what? Snotlings are going to be amazing in this because they're dodging around on a two plus. Yeah, they actually. Yeah, they would be great. I mean, they are going to explode because their armor would effectively be four <laughs> or three. Uh, it's like automatic. Um, but I don't know, just to catch them, ooh, I like that. There's actually a, a, a secret league team, or a stunty league team, where they've got pixies that are movement 7, strength 1, edge 3, armor 5 or 6 or something, and they've got dodge, dodge titchy and stunty and stuff like that. So they can 7 move with 2 pluses, as long as you don't roll That's the 1. It just absolutely whizzed through. In fact, the ethereal team would be really interesting in this as well, which makes sense. They could just ghost through your guys. Yeah. All right. There we go. We need to we need to rack up some secret street ball. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> in the secret future. streets. Yeah, secret streets. Uh, I feel like there's a hashtag in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, ben, thanks ever so much for jumping on and joining me. Uh, appreciate you. appreciate your time on the podcast. It's great fun. Um, 
after we say goodbye right now, we're going to just go straight into the match on both the YouTube and the podcast. So if you don't want to hear us play a game, you can skip it and go on to uh, whatever is next in your playlist. Or you can hang with us for an hour and a half and hear us just suck at rolling dice. Um, I think it's probably fair. <laughs> cool. Right. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the game. And we will see you next week for some Roster Rumble. Bye-bye. Okay, it's game time. We're going to play a game of Street Bowl and we're going to try and podcast it while we go. I think that's a fair challenge, Ben, don't you? Yeah, um, I'm going to be getting a lot of things wrong, so bear with me. Um, it's <laughs> going to be a pretty casual game. So This is a great way for me to trick someone into playing some Roll20. Um, yeah. This is cool. So uh, we have got on our display, uh, but uh, obviously we're going to try and audio describe it. So if you're listening while you're driving your car to work as a key worker, um, you can uh, kind of understand what we're going on. So, Ben, would you do us the great honours of introducing your team to us? Who have we got? What have we got? Yep, here we have the Blue Greenskins. That's their team name now. <laughs> nice. Um, it's, it's an orc team. Um, like I said just before, probably not great because it's got a troll in, but I really like trolls on orc teams because they're trolls. Well, um, like you said, in a confined environment like this, the troll is going to take yeah. up three and a seven he, squares. He's in blitz range of every square along the pitch. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll be fine. Um, I've got a single black orc. I have uh, and two blitzers and four regular orc linemen, which takes me, I think it was 550k. Something like that. Yep. So I've bought myself an extra magic potion, <laughs> which... Which would be fun. Could come in handy, uh, given the the, the 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 armor bonuses flying around here from the ground and the wall and everything. So yeah, yeah. could be cool. Uh, and I'm running, I'm running basically the Red Skulls from Seven Super Series. We've got a Minotaur, and we've got two Chaos Warriors, and we have got four Beastmen, uh, and one random fan factor because I think it comes to five ninety. So this might not be the most competitive two lists, but there are two lists that we kind of thought would be a good opportunity to show off the rules of Street Bowl. So uh, basically, normal things apply, Ben. So let's. Uh, would you would you do me the honour of rolling two d six for weather? Yep. Nice weather. There we go. No problem at all. And um, hit me with your fame two d six. There's no fan factor. Oh, that's a good roll. Fantastic. So that was a double one for Ben. Get your ones over and done with now. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Uh, I've rolled a six and I get plus one. So I've got fame plus three and a half, which is uh, pretty cool. Let's just call it fame two. Um, there we go. Fame plus two. That could be that could be big if we get some sort of... Uh, some, well, actually, you know what? Rerolls in sevens is going to be useful as well. And then let's roll one d6 for the kick. Hit us up, Ben. 1d6 for you. It's a three. And a five. So, unlike sevens, where you deploy back off the line of scrimmage and there's a six-square neutral zone, um, which kind of really... It's, 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 it's a different challenge to decide whether to kick or receive. Mm -hmm. I kind of want first punch at you here, so I'm going to say you kick to me. So, deploy your guys. Remember... Uh, at least one player has to be on the line of scrimmage, which is uh, between the hash lines, so not in the wide zones, and up to one player in each wide zone. 
Okay. Um, I think I'm going to put a sacrificial lineman on there. That's fine. Potions will bring him back. This is just because you've got <laughs> bring it back even just better. as much bash on the line. You've got more bash on the line of scrimmage than I have. Um, um, by one, yeah. You know, I might play defensively. So you have we'll have to have one guy at the front, yeah. Yeah, one guy on the uh, on the center line. All right. So I'm, just I'm gonna, gonna... Take, you're gonna take your spare orc and pop him into the reserves. Yep. Thank you. I'll put my blitzers. Uh, no, I'll put my blitzers back. Yeah. One guy on the sidelines, and I'll do. I'll do this. Sure. Uh, maybe this. Basically. What can go wrong with that? <laughs> All right, I like it. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six players. So we've got. Is that a sacrificial lineman on the center zone? So. Um, yep. Yeah. 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 So we got a lineman on the line of scrimmage to Ben's left. There's an orc lineman uh, on the sideline, on each side. And the Black Orc and the Troll are one square back. The Troll to the right, the Black Orc to the left. And behind each of those players is a Blitzer. So we can go rampaging with the Minotaur here. It seems like an incredible amount of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't really do it and force your guy into the, into the edge. So it might be tempting to just take that Frenzy block on the, uh, on the Ogre. So we're going to have the Minotaur on the line of scrimmage we're gonna have a beast man back down the pitch because i will forget to get the ball otherwise um and we'll just deploy our chaos warriors to the left with a beast man supporting so we've got a chaos warrior on each side line uh, got a chaos warrior in each wide zone a minotaur on the on the line of scrimmage backed up with a couple of beastmen and two beastmen in the eye formation down there so um, hilariously, Ben, I'm not sure I've got a ball token. So I'll just uh, bounce <laughs> across fine. to here, copy that, and chuck it back into our pitch here. We now have a ball token, and I'm pretty sure controlled by all players. There we go. We've actually got two, so that was, uh, that was a stretch. So, Ben, if you can see the ball, you can. Yep. Then place away and uh, let's get this kickoff going. Um, it's, it's, what's the what's the range of kickoff on sevens again? So you are two d six and the lowest uh, roll for distance, and then d eight for uh, direction. Let's take it risky. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go there. Okay, right in the middle of the giveaway sign. <laughs> okay, so uh, direction first. Roll a d eight. Yep. So four, which is going to be going. Um, oh, that's one thing I've got missing from this overlay. So four is going to be towards you. Okay. Directly towards you. Two D six, pick the lowest. Yeah. Yes, it is. Cool. One. One square to four then, and then okay. it will land there. But first of all, two D six for the kickoff table. Okay. Uh, it would be get the ref, but obviously we've got a different oh, yeah. kickoff table. So point. get the ref would normally be a result of two, wouldn't it? So this is now loose masonry. So bricks rain down on one side of the field. Randomly select one wide zone. Any players from either team in that area must make an immediate unmodified armor roll if their <laughs> armor is broken, proceed with injury roll as normal. So Ben, one, two, three, top wide zone, uh, four, five, six, bottom. 
Six, so one. it's the bottom one. So, would you like to roll armor for yeah, my I'll Chaos roll. Warrior here? Yes, indeed. I so, would love to. 2d6. There's no modifiers to this. It's a five. Okay. And I will roll 2d6 for your Orc, which is also awesome. a five. And then uh, bounce the ball for me with a d8. Eight, which I assume is back one. Uh, that would be down to here is eight which oh that's eight yeah scatters one more time because it's unattended and it's on cobblestones and seven which would be directly down to here all right okay. and then it's my turn one so let's move the little turn marker there that's the score marker then let's uh let's get it carried away i think all right turn marker <laughs> there we go so turn one what earth do we do here um I think the obvious thing to do is to use these little guys. So let's just mark this beastman with a little red marker to say I've moved. It's going to go one and two to there. And this guy is going to do exactly the same. So both the beastmen are charging past the Minotaur. I oh, can't actually go there, can we? Because there's tackle zones. Be yeah. Because there's tackle zones. So what we're going to do is we're going to pay attention. Go one, <laughs> two, three. Chuck him there. Uh, one, two, chuck him there the idea being these beastmen are flanking so they're taking up the tackle zone so i can now minotaur frenzy block so one animal it's a six he's good to go so here's strength five against your orc lineman on the line of scrimmage so that's two d that's uh, two block dice those are very bad block dice oh, so not a good uh, straight off we get a skull and a both down and uh, we've only got zero rerolls so <laughs> both players immediately go down and they go down onto the ground which is an extra plus one so i'm gonna roll 2d6 for your armor ben and i'm adding plus one for the ground and plus one for being a very angry boy yeah for a oh, total well, of 13 right so injury <laughs> roll it's a knockout oh so the orc that's... is knocked out and then you get to roll 2d6 plus one for my minotaur Oh, that breaks it with the plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling an eight, getting a nine, so that breaking the armor, and then on the injury table, he is stunned. Ah. So I will mark him with a little no entry sign. He's done, and that is it for my turn one. Uh, and you did predict this would be kind of a, a glory, a, a, gore, a, a gory game. I did indeed. Okay. Okay. Over to you, dude. Your turn one. Right. I'm gonna start this off. I'm gonna try and block with the troll. Okay, so the troll is in base contact with a beast man. Yep. Um, so just be a 1d6. Four. Oh, one block die. Well, really oh, stupid no. first. Really stupid, yeah. Yep. Oh, he's fine. So he is fine. And he's strength 5 plus 1 because you've got an assist uh, against strength 3. So it's two dice. I don't have okay. dodge. So that's a dodge star and a skull. Um, move him. And are you going to follow up? I'm gonna, I am going to follow up indeed. Okay, so that doesn't actually count as him moving into a wall. He's just next to the wall. So you only get plus one for Mighty Blow and plus one for the ground here. Yep. 2d6 for armor. Well, it's an do eight, it. nine, ten. Breaks the armor on this beast, man. <laughs> Roll for injury, man. Quick game, isn't it? Stunned. Okay. He's fine. So I've got a stunned Minotaur and a stunned Beastman. And the troll has had a jolly good punch. Okie dokie. Um... I am now going to do a block with this Black Orc against okay. the Beastman, so, so it'll be another two-die block. Yep, so the Black Orc in the centre zone, just one square off the line of scrimmage, is in base contact with the Beastman. He's strength four against the Beastman's strength three, so two dice. Push or both down? Okay, uh, I'll take the push. Okay. Move away. 
go there. Okay, so pushes him into Actually, the Actually, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Pushes him to the outside edge, next door to another walk. Yeah. And follows up. And follows up. Um, I'm now going to... Hmm. I feel like you're trying to find a way to, to smash someone into a wall here. Yeah, at some point. But I don't think it's quite time yet. No. But I've got a plan of what I want to do. Um, I'm going to move this blitzer here. Okay, so the blitzer on the left-hand backfield. It's going to go one, two, three. Moves up to the centre of the pitch and uh, oh. joins the Black Orc in basing the Chaos Warrior. Yeah, I'm going to blitz with this one. And the other blitzer down south on the right hand side is blitzing who's he blitzing chaos warrior or the, the chaos, chaos warrior yeah. the yeah, chaos warrior who's being ganged on the top wide zone so he's going to get strength three strength four so that's going to be a one die block yep it's Aww. a skull he goes Aww. down here we go Arm Didn't time anything but that last one for the ground oh he's saved oh. he's saved oh, yeah, he's nine, isn't he? he is he is saved not too bad Oh, that's annoying though. I really wanted to foul that mine at all. <laughs> <laughs> Take him out and then use the lineman to foul. Yeah, mm. get the extra players to assist. Yeah. Okay, so the Minotaur is stunned. The Beastman in the left-hand wide zone, the bottom wide zone, is stunned as well. We should probably be focusing on the ball. But like you said, Ben, it kind of... It, the, the ground gets gummed up real quick. Yeah, uh, it's already busy, isn't it? Only one square free. I've got one, two, three, four players up. One is... One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh no, he's over here, about to get smashed into a wall by a black orc. So that's quite fun. <laughs> uh, we should probably see if we can pick up the ball, actually. So this beast man in the backfield is going to mosey on over and try and pick up the ball. So he is going to activate and he's going to go one square and then two squares into the ball and on a three plus. He gets Not the dead. ball. So let's get rid of the ball token. Let's mark him with the white circle, or the brown one, whichever I find first. And he's got the ball, so one, two, three, and I think I'm just going to leave him there for now. I think that's out of strike zone, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, he's going to stay there, I think is probably the safest thing. So he's just loitering in the backfield. This is turn two of six, and that pitch looks real close. Mm. I've got no mine at all. Uh, we've got a pretty ropey situation up here as well don't think there's going to be any way for me to get this beastman out of here except by doing this so the beastman who is penned against the wall on the top side is going to blitz getting himself up to strength four and he's going to blitz the orc right in front of him uh, so this gives me a two die block there we go orcs don't have dodge no nope. we're going to pop him back we're going to pop him down and why not follow up so that's one square of movement and we're going to roll armor so we get plus one for the ground 7, 8, no, he's fine. So that's one move, and he'll be done there. So it, it's kind of helped him escape ever so slightly. Um, and then we've got this beastman here, who can't really help an awful lot, you know. I can get one die... Situation. Yeah, I can get one die on the troll, uh, or I can get one die on Anawalk by moving him. Um, I think... One die on an orc is probably the better way out of it. So he's going to activate. And he's going to go one, two, 
three up here next to the Chaos Warrior and the Downed Minotaur. He's going to be done. And then this Chaos Warrior is going to punch the Orc here. The Blitzer? So, uh, yeah, the Blitzer here. So the Black Orc gets one support, so it's going to be a one-die block. Yeah. Which is actually a terrible decision because you've got block. But here Do we it. go anyway. Okay. It's a push. So we're going to push him in. We're going to follow up with the Chaos Blocker. And then, most importantly of all, the Minotaur is going to unstun. And as is this Beastman over here, we can take a two-die up block with the uh, Chaos Warrior, but I think um, we might actually be better off dodging away, you know. Nah, we'll leave him there. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Your turn, too. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off by trying to do another block. Oh, actually, no. I could do some bad blocks there. I'm going to get this orc up first. Uh, the one up top. Strategy. That's a good play. So the downed orc in the top wide zone. He's back on his feet. Yes. Next door to that lone beastman. I think this black orc is going to block the warrior because that'll be a two die with this assist, correct? Yeah, he's got a blitzer there supporting him. Yeah, I'm going to try that. All right, two dice. That'll do it. Ooh, push and a pow. So you have to go there. Uh, yep, yeah, because of the bodies on the ground. And I will follow up. Okay, plus one for the ground. So 2d6. It's Doesn't a 7, 8. Doesn't break the armour. But the Chaos Warrior is still down. Um, okay. Now I'm going to try and punch the troll. Well, I punch the Chaos Warrior <laughs> with the troll. <laughs> That's so not very good teamwork, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... so really yeah, but he's got a friend, so it's only a 2+. plus. Yep. He gets he it. That. Yeah, 2 die block. Strength 5 against strength 4. Oh, no. Ooh, <laughs> double skulls. That's not what I wanted to see. It's oh. another Falcon Minotaur. <laughs> so, big guys are letting us down. Uh, the troll goes down, and we get 2d6 plus 1 for the ground again. Oh. It's a 9 oh, and no. then a 10. So we break the armor and the troll skulls himself into stunnage oh we doubled up on ah, that so okay. all, all the no entry oh, signs there we go. <laughs> cool. okay so that takes us to turn three for oh how frustrating the red skulls and it's just ups absolute carnage here um i can't quite do great things just yet but i can do some things now so we're going to start off with a very bad decision and that bad decision is going to be the wild animal roll for a blitz there's the one <laughs> there's the oh, one no. so the minotaur is sitting on the ground he's chilling and we have blitzed this turn already which uh means we don't have a lot of great decisions to make here uh, so we're going to move the warrior in between the troll on the ground and the blitzer who's standing next to our minotaur who's just happy on the ground then we are going to we need to move this ball up and i've got a plan but it is quite a bad plan but i feel like that's the only kind of plan we've got right now so the uh chaos warrior who's on the ground he's going to stand up for one two three and he's going to dodge to there on a three plus gets out it so one two three and then four that uh, five sorry one two three four five and i've got a plan here we're going to throw with the Beastman. So the Beastman in the backfield, he's going to go one, 
to there. Then two, three, four, five, six, which should then put us in one, two, three, four, five, six, plus zero pass territory. So are you going to try and bounce off the wall? I don't really. I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I just can't see that that's going to help me. So if I'm throwing in this direction, you do get to intercept with this blitzer. So roll I your do. roll your six. You do. He's on the path of the throw. No. Okay, so we need a four plus to land this pass. We get well. the pass and a three plus catch. Come on. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Bumbles the catch. It bounces to six, and I've got a little template here uh, because it is hidden underneath the pitch, and a six is diagonally down to there, and that will lead. That will that will wreck the end of my turn. Does it bounce one more time because of the cobblestone? It does indeed. Yep. Let's roll you could a catch it again. It's a two. Uh, no, it's it goes there. Okay, that's a pretty good place for the ball. It's not terrible. So, it's now your turn three. You've got the ball on your side of the pitch. Yes. Got a Minotaur and a Beastman on the ground. You've got the Troll on the ground who is stunned for this turn, so you don't have to worry about him. Okay, I'm going to, first of all, move this Lyman Orc there. It seems wise. I'm going to Blitz with the Black Orc. So, Ben's moved his Orc Lyman back down into his own midfield and uh, put a put tackle zone on the ball next door to the Chaos Warrior. And then you're blitzing with a blitzer? Black Orc. Oh, blitzing blitz with a Black Orc. So you've got two, no blitzers, two blitzers to blitz with and you're going to blitz with the Black Orc. Well, they're both in tackle zones. How do you think they feel about that? <laughs> they took our jobs. Yeah, that's very much the case. <laughs> so, uh, they, I, they got themselves all caught up, so it's time to shine. I think, uh, I think I can see where this is going. Okay, he's going to go one, two, three, and blitz you for four. Okay, so the Black Orc is falling back down the pitch and he's now blitzing the Chaos Warrior uh, with support from the lineman off that ball token. So, two dice for you, Time two dice for you, Ben. Um, well, no block on both sides, so... <laughs> so we uh, we both go down, so both down on a skull, so we both go down. So I will let you roll armor first, because you get plus one for the ground. Oh, Ooh, a 10 and 11. An injury. Stunned. Stunned. That's that's quite big. And that is huge. Can we do the same thing to the Black Orc? No. no. Not at all. So the Black Orc is just Red Cross on the ground. I've had three chances to foul that Minotaur and I've wasted every opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's not like he's doing a lot this game. So. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Um, that said, we might have an opportunity here for him to do stuff, but I think we better move. Uh, oh, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to understand the troll as well. I'm sorry. I don't really want to blitz with the with the beast man. I want to blitz with the minotaur. It's incredibly unwise, but I significantly want to blitz with the uh, with the minotaur. But He's I just think lying there waiting to get stamped on at the moment. He is. I think it's quite important. So we're going to stand up the beast man in the uh, in the lower wide zone. He's going to get up. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's just going to move in towards the ball. Not quite in, in, in touch with it, but still something. And then, yeah, we're going to blitz with the Minotaur. Two plus. Wild animal. It's a three. He gets up. One, two, three. And he will punch the Orc lineman just over the line of scrimmage for him. That's the blitzer. 
Uh, Blitzer, doesn't matter. We're going to cool. roll two both downs anyway. <laughs> Ooh. One both down yes. and a push. So that's one, two, three, four for the first. And we will pop him up here. We'll follow up and we'll have to take a frenzy block here again. Two Sorry, dice. Push ah, and a dodge star. So we will now drop him down to there. We're just going to frenzy circle around. So that's one, two, three, four. Can you push him there? Five. From where you are? No, I can't at all. I was one cool. step ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, so he goes down onto the ground. I've got mighty blow, and the ground also has mighty blow. So mighty oh. blew him apart <laughs> with a 14 and injury. He's just stunned. Wow. Okay. These are high armor teams that are just crumbling to the ground. Can you imagine <laughs> running stunties in this? This is incredible. Oh, so Mino has blitzed, and the Thank you very much. The Blitzer is stunned. Oh, yeah. I mean, no so we have got a Beastman in the backfield who's feeling quite good and quite motivated. He's going to go one, two, three across midfield, but just tag the Orc Blitzer mm -hmm. um, in assistance with this Beastman. And the Beastman, who is also in that Blitzer's tackle zone, is going to take a two-die block against him. Now he's got a bit of friendly support. It's a pow and a skull. I think we'll take the pow. It's a wise choice. Follow up. Armor. Nine. Ten with the ground and injury. He is oh. out of there. He is casualtied away. He's not dead. So you can use okay. a potion when it comes to uh, when it comes to the next drive. Okay. There you go. Now you, you get to make the most of that potion. <laughs> so that's Both that. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, right, so that's that Beastman done as well, which leaves us with this Chaos Warrior here. He's going to go for a walk. He's going to go one, two, three, four. Now, do we try a four plus pickup, or do we just loiter there on the uh, on the ball? Uh, he's going to move on to the ball, Ben, and pick it up on a four. Okay. He does. he does it. He actually does it. There we go. So he has now got the ball, and he is standing right next to your orc, and his little buddy... He was taking a very undramatic nap. He unstuns, and he becomes your turn four. Now this is a—you're you're suddenly in a very good position. Yeah, we uh, we got lucky that turn. Um, I'm going to start things off by blitzing with the black orc. The guy who's on the ground. Yeah. Okay, so. He's going to. Do get... you want to? Do you want to get your your guy up first? Because uh, you ended your turn without getting your chaos warrior up. Right? He was stunned, I think, stunned. wasn't he? Was he stunned? I'm pretty sure I've just unstunned him, yeah. Oh, you unstunned him, sorry. Okay, yeah. Cool, yeah, I'll blitz the Black Orc then. All right. Gotta, <clears throat> gotta, get, gotta get this chance. Okay, so, so the Black Orc, one, two, three, stands up, goes for the blitz with his fourth square of movement. He's got a Orc lineman helping him against this chaos warrior with the ball, and it's going to be a two die block. Push and a skull. I'll push you there, and I will follow. Okay, so pushes him into the wide zone. The Chaos Warrior is now in the tackle zone of the Black Orc and the Orc Lineman. But he is only one dodge away from freedom. And he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven squares away from the end zone. So it's either two go for it. Dodge and two go for it. Dodge for an assist. But a three up dodge is a 33% rate of failure, right? That is a heck of a way to be glass half full, my friend. <laughs> Not there a 66% is... chance of success is a 33% <laughs> chance of failure. 
I'm thinking if I block now, I just need to not roll a skull, right? So the one die block is a... No, because a push is also bad. Push is good for me. Mm, two, two, is pushes good is good. two pushes are good for me. I'm going to risk the dodge. And hope that you have to risk one too. So, are you... Oh, right, I see. So the, uh, the orc lion on the other side of the pitch, who is entangled Sorry. Oh. with oh, the beast oh, no, man, oh, no. is going to go, go for the blitz. He's... Yeah, he's going to go for the blitz. Okay, so... Three plus dodge. Let's see what I get. That'll do it's it. A four. I don't know why you were worrying. So that's one square <laughs> of movement. So one, two, three, four, and then five for the blitz. Okay, so he runs across the pitch into his own backfield, supported by the Black Orc and the other Orc linemen. He now gets a two-die block on the ball-carrying Chaos Warrior. Ben, make it so. It's hey. a pow. Uh, yep, pushing a dodge star. Chaos Warrior goes down. I'll get the pool token ready. So did you say if you push diagonally and straight forward it's different for the armor? Uh, or is it only if you push off the pitch? Yeah if, if, yeah, if he can't be pushed because he would be going off the pitch. Yes. So, uh, so not quite there, but close. So uh, let's uh, let's see some armor there, Ben. Seven plus one. Plus quite. one for the ground. And then would you D8 for the ball? It's a two, which is north. So it lands on this dude here. So it lands on the orc lineman. So you are in no tackle zone. So a four plus will get you the ball. Hey. Oh, what a ball steal. Right. <laughs> the orc lineman gets the ball. Chaos he Warrior. hasn't been yet. I've tagged him as gone, but he hasn't been yet. I believe you. Um, this is being. I'm pretty sure because I was debating between doing the block <laughs> and the blitz. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Make it. Make a break for it. I think I've if I've have I moved him. Hmm? I see, guys. This is what we were saying about Roll Twenty being a wonderful facsimile of tabletop play. Um, <laughs> did I turn this guy around? It, these things happen. It's it's great. Because I was gonna do the one. I was gonna risk the one die, but I chose not to and did the two die blitz instead. You did. Yeah. That sounds. That, means that, that sounds. Yeah. That sounds. I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So he's got the ball. So use those can. sweet five squares of movement. Yeah. To go. Into the arms of the beastman. <laughs> yeah, further back down the pitch. Yeah, there's no real place to go. <laughs> I've got two turns to score, so one, two, three, four, five, one. I can't score. I'm not going to move with him yet. I'm going to try and get the troll up on a four plus. Okay, four plus troll. Hey! It wasn't that stupid. He rolls a four, the troll gets up off the floor. And he's going to move a whole one square. Yeah, but there, so he's in two tackles. Next. There you go, the troll moves diagonally into the centre of the pitch, meandering into the two tackle zones of two beastmen. That's a strong play, tagging two players. Now, because I can't score, I'd quite like it for you not to be able to either, so I'm going to huck the ball down the pitch. He's just going to lob it down. But I'm going to bounce it off the wall so that you can't intercept it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that how it works? <laughs> right, where is, uh, where is your target square for the ball? Right, let's use this thing. Can you see this? I can see that, yeah. So, how would this work? So it's going to that ball, that square there, yeah. Can I choose anywhere? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, okay. Well, up to 13 squares, which is a long bomb. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's the 7's chart, isn't it? So 6 is a long pass, right? Uh, no, we that chart, ignore that chart. Oh, ignore that chart. Yeah. 
So that'll be one, two, that'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, which is a plus zero pass normally. But it is a minus one pass because you are trying to uh, be clever and, and, and bounce it off the wall. <laughs> but it denies you the interception, is that correct? It does deny me the interception. Well, this isn't... Is that the furthest I can go with just the minus one? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Any well, further, it's minus two. Because right. it's a street bowler, let's do it. So <laughs> this is a Orc Lyman? Yep. And they're edge three, yeah? Yep. So that's a five plus pass. Oh, easy. Oh, no, not quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> easy, it rolls a four. It's not a fumble, so what ends up happening is the ball does land in the target square, um, but, well, it lands, you, you scatter it D8 yes. three times, and then it lands. So, I'll move the ball. Five, so one to there. And Another one. What's that? Five again. So five it's moving again. back along the pitch, and the last... Is an eight. Eight goes there, and then it hits the ground and bounces, and will bounce twice because there's no one around. So four goes back along the pitch and then the last square is an eight so it comes to rest on the sideline on the, the the lower sideline on my side of the pitch and because the ball wasn't caught that will be the end of your turn four i will take that <laughs> that was a very strong defensive move there i cannot see him oh no i'm on ruler mode there we go cool and then my blitzer gets unstunned so this is my turn five i can still do this this can be done. Can it? This could, yeah. This this beast man here goes down, and gets the ball. This beast man here goes and loiters halfway up the pitch. Ooh, yeah. Next turn we go for a pass play, and that guy runs it in. Uh, we just have to assume that you're going to do absolutely nothing, and that I roll only sixes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, is. this is seven. So these things it these is. things happen. Uh, right. This chaos warrior is going to stand up. Uh, I don't think the blue square. I think the green square is probably easier to see on red armor so he's just going to stand up and just chill out there we're not going to risk doing anything with him at the moment this beast man like i said needs to do things and the things he needs to do are this one two three four five six he needs to run down the pitch so we've got one beast man on the top wide zone the right hand wide zone just absolutely hooning it down the pitch he's now within scoring distance one two three four five six yeah just within scoring distance and we need to make some good decisions so because of this troll is tagging everyone in tackle zones it makes it quite bad for us but what it does do is it makes it a very tempting target for the mine it's all blitz here we go <laughs> wild animal it's a two he's thought about it he's got his college application in and he's very pleased with himself so strength six strength seven strength eight doesn't matter when your target is strength five it's just a two die block well, two die blitz will take the push troll mm -hmm. gets moved we have to follow because we're quite upset and again ah, again it's just another push so we're just going to pin the troll against the against the edge uh actually we're going to pin the troll there ah i see what you're doing yeah now i have used my blitz with the minor tool mm -hmm. so i'm going to need an extra assist to get even a one die block um, what we should be doing is focusing on the ball, but instead what we're going to do is we're going to move the Beastman who's in the centre of the pitch. He's going to go one, two, and three to get that extra strength. So we've got a, we've got a Beastman pinning the troll against the wall. He's got two assists, so he could get a one-die block against the troll for a sweet yeah. armour roll against him. Or we can go down there and try to pick up the ball. 
we need to try and pick up the ball. Well, yeah, we're gonna we've already <laughs> blitzed with the minotaur. We're gonna the go. Is a the ball is a bit of a wild play. The troll is kind of a sure shout, right? Uh, well, one die block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're removing him. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. All right, Ben, you've convinced me. We'll hold off on the beastman play uh, to get the ball. This guy is instead going to block the troll with a one die block. I just hope my tactics succeed. It's a push. So he need. pushes the troll at what would normally be off the pitch. However, it's instead into the wall, which gives me an opportunity to roll against your armor and add one. Eight, nine, does nothing, nothing Matches at all. It. But it makes me feel better about my decisions. And uh, now we'll move this beast man. One, two, three, four onto the ball and drops it. <laughs> uh, and it bounces to direction seven. I get my scatter template up, which is awkwardly off the pitch. So what happens here, Ben? It gets thrown in d6 squares. So uh, one, two, three, four, five, six from the left. So it goes direction two. So it goes diagonally left and goes one d6 worth of squares. So it goes one, two to there, three, four, five, and then it bounces twice because there's no one there. There's a four, which is left, and then an eight, which is diagonally down. So it goes four, eight, and that ends my turn five, uh, taking it to your turn five, then. Yeah. Hmm. It's definitely out of scoring range. Um, but I am in chaos punching range you're in chaos punching range but i am still in scoring range the ball has landed at the midfield point on my side of the pitch there's still a chance i can pass it down to the beastman who's in the uh who's half the way down the pitch on ben's side it is going to be a long play it's going to be long odds yeah so your strategy of murdering is probably not a terrible one <laughs> yes i think you're right I'm going to start things off by blocking with this Black Orc here against the Chaos Warrior. So the Black Orc with the support from the lineman gives it a punch. So 2D, 2, 2, oh, oh, wonderful. huge play. It's a both down and a skull. I'm assuming we're both going down here, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, would you roll armor with the assistance of the floor, please? Well, Eight, still nine, matches that. Nothing. And me, six, seven, nothing. So we end up with both. Ah. Oh, I should have just put a dude on the ball. I was, I was going to go and pick it up with him. I didn't think I'd get us. Uh, both are medium weight guys on the ground now. And we're going to go yeah. into turn six for me. So um, what is best in life? Can I do anything crazy? I can go for a blitz with the Minotaur. That sounds like a fun thing to do. And then we'll try and score. So Minotaur blitz. Oh, it's a wild animal one. There we go. Sorry, you got to use him for one thing. We did. Uh, we've used him, so that's fine. That was that was not terrible. He's still got a tackle zone, so he's still alive, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, that is our blitz gone, so we're going to try the stretch play. So the beast man in the backfield is going to go one, two, three, four onto the ball and pick it up. Or fail to pick it up, <laughs> drop it in direction four, and then have it scatter again. To direction one so it goes four there one there he's there and it's your turn six um well that was a real 
the safety net there. You did say uh, it might be quicker than sevens. Uh, yeah, this is this is <laughs> stupidly quick. Um, oh, I need to remove some of your players. So let's remove some players. Um, I'm going to start things off by. Hmm. And the ball's sitting just on Ben's side of the halfway line, line next to a walk on the ground. But like he said, there's only one turn left this half, so it's going to be a bit of damage. The trolls pinned against the wall by a Minotaur and two Beastmen. And everybody yeah. else fun is kind of on the ground. I'm going to move this walk up here. Okay, so the orc moves up next door to the Beastman who is pinning the troll against the wall. Black orc will get up. This Blitzer will get up for three. And he'll move for five there. Um, oh, I see what's coming. It's a foul, and the reason I moved them into a tackle zone was just because it could help out the troll. Um, so this guy in here is going to move in and foul the Chaos Warrior. Okay, so we've got the lineman moving in with another lineman, the Black Orc, and the Orc Blitzer, fouling our Chaos Warrior in the middle of the pitch on the ground. 2d6 plus 1, 2, 3 then. That was a 7, 8, 9. Oh, it's actually only plus 2. Because he's in yeah, attack or something. Do you not get plus one for the foul of the ground? No, he's not falling right. to the ground. He's already there. Oh, mighty annoying. I knew that was a risk moving him there. Uh, well, it wasn't a double, so I don't get to roll to see if anyone throws a rock at your head, which is a bit of a shame. That would have been entertaining. Uh, <laughs> so the foul uh, doesn't succeed. Nothing exciting happens. And looks like it's a troll block. Yep, that's why I moved the guy there was the backup plan of a troll block just at one of the beastmen, so it's fine. It's going to be a two dice still because I guess they've been assist. Yep, you get one assist, my beastman gets two. Um, really stupid, he's fine. And two die, block. Ooh, it's a push and a power star. So goes down, troll follows up, and then rolls trauma, and you get plus two to this because you've got mighty blow and the ground. Eight, nine, ten. Off. Destroys the armor, and he is stunned. All right, that's everyone. All right, cool. So that does wrap it up for the first half. Uh, no one scored, so it's going to be me kicking to you now. You've got a guy who's knocked out, Ben. So roll a d6 to see if he comes back. Hey. He does come back. And obviously you've got two potions. So yeah. you can use a potion on your dude. On your Chaos Blitzer, uh, Chaos Blitzer? Mm. Chaos Blitzers. On your Orc Blitzer, he was casualtied. I will absolutely do that. Okay, I have got the Magic Potions table ready to go. So it's a D8. Three. It's a three, Laudanum. This dulls the player's pain enough to get him back onto the pitch. He gains really stupid Big Skull and a minus two agility modifier into the rest of the game. You've given him the little snail mark. <laughs> snail <laughs> mark. Right? I think that's pretty decent. Uh, I'm just going to tag him with a zero aura, so we know which guy it is. Let's make it a square aura just to really drive home the point. So I need to deploy to you. Yes, now I feel like I'm in a good spot for defense. I've got some. I've got some great strength. I've got some great move. Um, and I think all we're going to do is we're just going to put one blitzer on the middle of the pitch to just die. Uh, we're going to flank with two beastmen. We're going to have a Beastman sitting all the way back. We're going to have a Minotaur a few squares back off the centre, and he's going to be flanked by two Warriors. 
So we should be able to counter strike in every location. That's a very unusual formation, but it will do for me, so I'm all set. Where's my ball? There it is. Over to you, B. All right. So, what do I want my snail player? It's Bonehead. So Bonehead's not that bad. No, it just means I've got two trolls, essentially. Just one of them is a bit... Um. <laughs> yeah. Is it not worth putting him on the line? Yeah, I think it is. To get that 2 plus block. Yeah. So... I'm going to do that. I'm going to put... I've still got a lineman's fair, haven't I? You do, yeah. Oh, You've got all I'm the players. A blitz at the back, I think, just because they got the movement. I was just checking the rules to see if you could make someone drink two potions, but uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Um, yeah, I think I'll put a black orb there too. So I like the idea of potions. Uh, oh, that is quite a front line you've got there, Ben. So we've got the black orc facing off directly in the centre against the beastman. And with the troll to his left, the drugnut blitzer to his right, and two linemen. Uh, so you've got mm. a five wide front there with uh, the blitzer at the back of your pitch and a lineman in the middle. How are you set? You set? Yeah, all set. Okay. Um, I think we are going to be safe dropping it quite short. Because uh, okay. I want, to, want you to get the ball. I want you to fumble it near my lines so I can blitz through and um, be as successful in the second half as I was in the first. So we're going to check direction first. It's going to be D8. It's going to be 1. So it's going to be diagonally up. And 2D6 taking the lowest gives us four squares. So that's 1, 2, 3. It scatters uh, in from here. So we'll do left to right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Ben. 1. So it's going diagonally left. And it's going 1D6. 4. So uh, 1, 2, 3, 4. It will land. It will bounce to four well actually we uh, need to do the kickoff first but that's that's bouncing to four which is uh, this way the opposite way to your guy uh, okay. so quick 2d6 for kickoff before we resolve the bounce is a three which is a riot I think uh, roll a d6 for each player on the pitch adding the opposing team's fame on a roll of six or higher the player is stunned ah, so they've changed what a riot does yeah, that's like so, pitch invasion. That is, yeah, essentially pitch yeah. invasion. So, roll a d6 for each player on the pitch, Ben. Uh, <laughs> would you would you like to to start rolling for my guys? We'll start from the centre. So, the the beastman on the line. You're looking for sixes. He's fine. The beastman in the top wide zone. He's fine. The beastman in the lower wide zone. He, he is. is stunned. So, red cross, no entry sign. The minotaur. Nope. He's all right. Chaos Warrior, number one on the right-hand side. He is stunned. He is stunned as well. That's a good result. The other Chaos Warrior. No. And the Beastman in my backfield. No. He's okay. So, for you... Uh, where would you four like pluses, start? isn't it? It is four plus. Because <laughs> plus two. This could be crushing. If you know, all my rolls except one were four plus. So, if you just do that again, <laughs> you take <laughs> the, the team. Um, uh, right, we'll start with the Blitzer. All right, so the Blitzer at the back... He's fine. No. Good. This one. The lineman in the middle. He is, he is stunned. stunned. Okay. 
And then where do you uh, want to go from here? This Lyman up top. So Lyman on the top. He's stunned. He's stunned. I'll tell you what, I'll do with the stun marks in a bit. Sure uh, this troll here. Okay, it's troll time. Oh, yep. the fans love it. The troll is uh, down again. This black orc. Black orc in the middle. It's a five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is great. Okay. This blitzer. The drug dump blitzer. Yeah. He is down as well. This is uh, going to be a quick turn, isn't it? Just going to roll straight for the lineman now. Yeah. He's fine. Uh, he's all right. So I've got two players to play so with. A lineman and a blitzer. Uh, the ball bounces to four and then scatters again because it's empty and goes to direction two, which is north. And that will be the beginning of our second half. And you've oh, got no. two active players. <laughs> well, that was rippling. Absolutely. Um, right, I'm going to take my turn one. I'm going to try and pick up the ball. So the blitzer in the backfield. It's going to go one, two. He's going to move up and grab the ball. Hey, you got it. There's your six. <clears throat> so one, two, grabs the ball. I'll mark him with the ball. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Got on the manhole. Okay, right in the centre of his backfield. Hmm. Now you are in blitz range actually with that. I am? I might take it slow. One, yeah, two, with this three, guy. Three, four, five, six, seven. B, eight. two go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go there instead. Then at least you don't need two go for it with a two dive against block. There yeah. we go. Just in case you attempt it. Alright. And you've got your lineman got this guy, yeah. in the lower um, wide zone. He's completely unattached. You can blitz a Beastman, you could run him down the field, ready to be your receiver. That seems unwise. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move him here and foul your <laughs> foul, foul the beastman on the ground. Two d six, no assists. Why not, right? It's a five. He's fine. Like so, there's no refs around. Take advantage. I like it. So this is gonna be uh, my turn one. Yep. Oh my guys, I'm stunned. You can understand your guys. So uh, naturally, we're going to blitz with a Minotaur. It's a two. He gets it. So the Minotaur is going to steamroll across the pitch one, and then attack the lineman who is actually standing up with two dice. We're going to take the push. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's up against the wall. We get to make another frenzy two dice. It's a double push, so we push the orc into the wall. We get plus one for mighty blow and plus one for the wall. So, still, do you still get your mighty blow if you're not knocking him down? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I think you're right. I think it's just plus one for the wall. I think it is, yeah. Uh, which is not going to cut it. So even he, with all three, it wouldn't. Even with an extra four, it would. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, what else could we pile in there? So we got plus one for the wall, plus one for the floor, plus one for uh, the minotaur's horns. Uh, plus one because the orc was feeling a bit unloved this morning. He's a bit <laughs> fragile. That still, yeah. yeah, still wouldn't have broke the armor. Um, right. So yes, you said some things that were valid uh, around about terrifying your orc in the backfield. Mm -hmm. That seems wise. So this beast man in the center is going to take quite a healthy jog around the line of orcs that are on the ground. So one, two, three, four, five, six. We're going to chuck him there. And uh, we're going to bring up this other beastman on the right-hand side. He's going to do very, very same thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. Running up the wide zone, coming back in, and he's going to go for it once to there. 
-hmm. he's going to go for it again onto the manhole cover just to tag that blitzer in place. It's a six. He's good to go. So, um, we've got a Beastman in the backfield, which I'm actually quite a fan of. Um, but it might be better for him to go one, two, three, four, five, six, and just tag all your guys on the line of scrimmage. This Chaos Warrior is going to move a little bit deeper to play safety. And then uh, our guys unstun, and it becomes your turn too. All right. I've got a lot of choices now, at least. By a lot, I mean. You, know. <laughs> you so. can you can stand <laughs> up, guys, now. So, yeah, your, your choices have just increased, like, two yeah. and a half fold. I'm going to try and bone, stand up my bonehead guy while I remember. Okay, so the drug doublets are on a two plus. He's feeling adventurous. Yep. Six. He's, he's, he's back to his normal self. Loves those drugs. One, two, three. Uh, I'm going to stand this guy up, so at least he's tagging. So he's been. Okay, so the lineman in the backfield stands up next to the beastman. Yep. Um, I'm going to stand up the black orc. So the black orc in the middle of the line of scrimmage gets up. He's facing down the beastman, but at least he's supported by his half-conscious blitzer friend. Yes. And then we've got the troll on the ground. We've got two orc linemen. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and stand up the troll. So really stupid. The assist of the black orc. Yeah, yeah. with a, with a two, he gets to stand up. So one, two, three. You've got one square of movement if you fancy dodging away with agility one. I'm um, I'm quite alright, you know. Had <laughs> to think about it. So the troll is is active. Your your line of scrimmage is back up there with the black orc, the blitzer, and the troll. That's not a bad nor a cheap front line. Yeah. 280k of your 600 is on those three squares being <laughs> tied up by my 60k beast man. He's doing his best. Uh, um, so. Yeah, I'm standing up this orc lineman at the top. Okay, so the orc lineman in the left top wide zone. Standing up, up for three, one, two, three, five. Okay, moving back down towards the ball carrier. And the ball carrier himself is tagged in place by a beast man. You've got him and you've got the lineman up against the wall. By the Minotaur. And this Blitzer is going to blitz. Blitzer's going to blitz. So that's Do one dice thing. against the Beastman. Yep. That's a d6. <laughs> I will roll natural blood <laughs> Hey, that'll do it. Uh, rewarded. There you go. Uh, that's it's basically a, a five on a block die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, genuinely is. Yep, so that is a dodge star. The Beastman goes down. Yep, I'll punch him down there. You punch him down, I will, I will not red follow. cross him. Actually, I will follow. Might as well, it's get a free move. So that's one, yep. and armour, plus one for the ground. So 2d6 plus one here is eight, do nine. It. it does break the armour of the Beastman, and then the injury roll is a knockout. Hey, oh, that'll serve him right for trying to take me off. Thank you, ground. Um, so he's done two move, uh, one move. The one move, yep. Yep, so one... Two, three, four. Where do I want to turn? So the beastman, uh, the beastman, the blitzer stands up, knocks the beastman out, literally, and then runs down the pitch into a pretty tasty cage for now, right up against the troll, uh, supported by a lineman to his left in the wide zone, and the black orc on the line of scrimmage. Not the safest cage, so I'm going to move him back a square. Move him back. 
Okay, that's not the worst gauge. Yeah, it's it's it feels fairly safe. So yeah, I bet you feel like you should have moved that warp uh, lineman down the pitch after all. You've got a pocket pass positioning here. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know the one-die block was going to turn out, though. <laughs> so uh, this orc lineman who's on the ground, are you going to leave him on the ground? I will leave him on the ground. So that seems, that seems sensible. So that was your turn, too? Yep. Okay, so now it's time for my turn, too. So we've got a Minotaur in base contact with uh, your Blitzer guy. So we should probably prepare to fail with that. So we're going to stand up our Beastman. He's going to go one, two, three and uh, do literally nothing else because he is tagging this lineman in place. The Minotaur will take a punch against the Orc Blitzer with alcohol in his system. <laughs> 2d6, it's a pow and a push. So we have to follow up. Uh, so that now puts the Minotaur in base contact with the Black Orc. The Blitzer goes down to the ground. We, get, we do get plus one for Mighty Blow and plus one for Mighty Floor, taking us to a grand total of not enough to hurt a goblin. So, uh, <laughs> so the Blitzer is on the ground and the Minotaur is now up against the Black Orc, which is not terrible. We haven't blitzed yet. Mm -hmm. So we can, uh, we, we do have the opportunity to do some things. So I think we need to stand up the Chaos Warrior who was smashed to the ground. He's going to stand up and go there into the middle of the pitch. We've got this Chaos Warrior in the backfield. He can go one, two, three, four, five, six. He cannot blitz the ball carrier here, but what he can do is get in the troll's face. So I think that's what we'll do. We'll go one, two, three, four, five, to there. We'll go there in the wide zone. And then we're going to blitz with this Beastman in the centre. So he's going to blitz, and using the power of the lightning bolt, he's going to go to strength four and take a one-die block. Okay. On the Black Orc. Here we go. It's a push. So a Blitz push. We're going to pop him there. And we are not going to follow up. Yeah, we're going to follow up. Why not follow up? And pop him there. And that's everybody we've got apart from this guy in the backfield, who I completely forgot about and actually could have been the guy uh, to <laughs> Blitz. So he is going to take the risky dodge. He's going to go to there. And he gets it. So one, two... Three. We'll chuck him in base contact with the ball carrier and now the Black Orc. And that will be the end of my two. It's now over to your three, Ben. Yeah. It's getting very, very tight. Gets real congested real quick. Yeah, sure does. Okay. Where do I want to be at the end of this? Time? I suggest closer to the end zone. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I'm going to get my Intoxa Blitzer up. Um, so, Bonehead. Bonehead. Yep. He's fine. He's used to this. He's minus two he's... badge at the moment as well, isn't he? And he's got Thick yeah. Skull. <laughs> yeah, Thick Skull is actually worth remembering about. It is, definitely. Funny. Definitely. Especially with the ground being as pointy as this one is. Yeah. Um... I'm going to try a block on that Chaos Warrior with my troll. Okay, so troll needs a really stupid roll of 2 plus to get the block. I really are. Oh, there's the, the one. Thing I really need it. Of course I get that. There you go. At least it's only the block. You haven't lost your blitz. Yes, very true. But you have lost his tackle zones. Yeah, that's a real problem. Give him a little. 
a little aura here to show that he has been a very naughty boy. Okay. So right. the troll has failed you. That leaves, uh, like you said, the stupid blitzer on the line next to a troll who's staring into space who now has no tackle zones. You've still got a black orc in contact with a beast man or two. Yeah, I'm going to use the black orc. Okay, so the black orc so is just blocking a beast man. Yeah. Yeah. Gets two dice. Uh, gets two dice against him. Is that the beast man in contact with your ball carrier? Yes, it is. All right. Two dice for the block. Oh, oh goodness. my goodness! It's a skull and then another skull with a tiny explosion. That <laughs> well, could I'll take that one. Possibly spell death for my beast man. So two d six plus one for the ground, Ben. Yep, I will roll that. Nope, the beast one's not going anywhere. Even a little bit. Uh, neither is your black orc with a total of four and uh, five. So yeah, absolutely nothing. That, that does. Is that is a quick turnover. So the troll has got no tackle zones right now. Nope. So we could, in theory, get a bit of a blitz on the go. But I think what we're going to have to do first is try and clear this guy. So are we going to take a Minotaur block? It's a six. Mm -hmm. He's okay with it. So uh, this is... Well, that was your guy. So we are going to block with the Minotaur against the drugged up blitzer so that's going to be strength five against strength three two dice we'll take the past out we'll take the pow star here it was pow star in the skull so this can create a chain block which can help or hinder us and we're going to make it so that we move this guy so our beast man gets shuffled along the ground the stupid blitzer goes down into the ground so let's give him a little red cross and our minotaur is now standing next to the ball carrier unhindered so armor roll it's a 12, Ooh. 13, those, 14, and injury. He is just stunned. So he's uh, he's uh, he's out What's for a turn. Thick skull turns an eight into a seven. Oh. Okay, into a stun. Yeah. yeah, so he is stunned down. We're going to stand this beast man up uh, behind the ball carrier. So taking up a load of tackle zones there. We've got a Beastman here who is actually free because of that Troll's tackle zone. We've got a Beastman here. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be blitzing with the Chaos Warrior on the right hand, well, on the top side. He's going to go one to there, two to there, and he's going to blitz the ball carrier using his strength four against your strength three. Boom. <laughs> all, all the fireworks. Uh, we pop him straight through that gap into the middle of the pitch. Now he's surrounded by players. He goes down. We're following up with the Chaos Warrior and we're rolling for armor. 11, 12 Ooh, nice. for the ground, and he is stunned as well. So the ball carrier is down and stunned, and the ball comes loose. 2-5, which is directly down the pitch towards my end zone, which therefore lands him on Bonehead Man. So we have to scatter again, which is 6, which is to this square here. And because that square is uninhabited, it bounces once more, which is 4 which pops it there, right next door to your lineman. Hmm, not terrible. It isn't too terrible. We've got a couple of beastmen here. So the beastman who is in our backfield is going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, and just put a tackle zone on the ball. This Chaos Warrior is going to mosey on over here and keep this orc on the sideline pinned against the wall. 
instead of uh, basically just it kind of counts as stunning him because if you stand up you've got to yeah. dodge him out so that's exactly. not a bad play and the beast man who was standing next to the troll is now free to move because the troll is boneheaded so he's going to go one two three four five and then six onto the ball so four plus pickup because we're in a we're in a tackle zone oh fails again d8 scatter it's a three so it goes on to that blitzer there so we scatter again it's a two it goes north so it goes on to on the beast man so he's in one two tackle zones yep a nice roll. roll anyway nope no. he drops it it scatters again and goes one so it goes diagonally left into an empty square bounces once more to four which leaves it there there we go and that will be the end of my turn three so this takes it to your turn four ben i can i think unless we see like a big play i think it's going to be quite uh yeah well i mean i quite like that being there um probably much worse places so the ball has ended up in the top wide zone about halfway along in ben's side of the pitch there's a lot of guys on the ground but they're not there's only a couple stunned so two stunned yeah i'm gonna get the black orc up he stands up. He's next door to the Minotaur and the Chaos Warrior. That's bold of the Black Orc, but that is what Black Orcs do. It sure is. They're only like 80k, aren't they? They're great. Yeah, they're really good value, I think. Um, I'd take eight of them if I could, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think most people would. I'm going to try and block with the troll. So he's going to... Oh, I'll just have to the back orc. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so really, really stupid on the troll. He's got the black orc next to him now, so it's only a two plus. It's a five. Cool. He gets it, and you're activating the troll. So does that mean you're going to be blocking the minotaur? Yeah, with the one die. One dice on the minotaur. What can go wrong, right? Oh, hey. a natural pow! So the orc, the the troll, after just staring into space, kind of realizes where he is, sees a minotaur, <laughs> and just has a pop, knocks him to the ground. Roll for armor, Ben. Uh, sorry, I'm just thinking I'm not. You're not, not going to follow up with a troll. Okay, troll does not follow up. But you still get plus one for Mighty Blow and plus one for the ground. Yes. So 2d6 plus two. You're looking for a total of nine or more. No, I'll do it. Ooh, I can do it too. And a 12 rolls in and injury is Aye. a casualty. So that guy is out. I'm going to roll 1d6 to see if he's dead. He's just badly hurt, so... If you cool. do score, I do get to use my potion to bring him back, which we'll do at the end of the yep. game regardless. So that troll absolutely comes through with a clutch play and Kaiju stomps the Minotaur off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm now going to... Using the power of poorly maintained potholes uh, <laughs> and just cripples him. I'm going to try and dodge there with the Orc Lyman. Okay, three plus, four plus dodge because Edge two. No, Edge three, four plus. Oh, it's Edge three, yeah. Uh, you roll two d six. We'll take the first one. It's a five. That's sure, five. I can roll a standard one. No, 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 it's fine. We'll take okay, the first okay. one. Not bad. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's successful. He's going to try and pick up the ball on three plus. Here we go. It's got it. Four. He gets it. So one, two. I'll just move the ball over there and put the yellow dot on. So the lineman in the backfield has just absolutely earned his pay. Dodged away from the beast man. Grabbed the ball and now he's running down the top sideline towards the midway point. Now. He is going to be greedy, and this is where I really mess up. Are we going for a go for it? I sure am. Okay. I'm not going to go there. Okay, go for it into base contact with the Black Orc and an Orc Lyman and a Troll, okay. and he gets a five. He's absolutely fine. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, oh. 
bad play. I just thought I realized I went into a tackle zone. It's fine. He's going to stay where he is, and I'm going to try and block it with this guy instead. It's got to redeem myself. Um, so that orc is getting plus two assists. My chaos warrior is getting plus one, so that puts us both at strength five. So this is going to be another one of those uh, incredible one die blocks of yours, Ben. Yeah, that was it. Oh, he gets it. It's a natural pal. I deserved none of that. Um, he has to go there. I'm not going to follow. Okay, so 2d6 for the armor, plus one for the ground. Uh, actually, uh, no, I'm not going to follow. Um, yeah, 2d6 for the armor. Oh, and I get the armor break. Breaks the armor. <laughs> and casualties him. Let's have 1d6. He is seriously hurt, but not dead. So we can still potion him back. And the least deserved block of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge play by your lineman that turn. Yeah, it was. So and instead of unstunning these guys, I am actually going to get this guy up. I was going to say, your your bonehead guy wasn't stunned. so He, could, uh, he uh, was stunned. Oh, he was stunned. He was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, going to get um, so the lineman down here up. The lineman who was pinned against the wall by the Chaos Warrior in the... Uh, Lower wide zone stands out. One, two, three. Is he doing anything else, Ben? Or is he just going to chill out there? No, he's just going to be there so that at least you you can block him, but it means you're not running off to do something where it counts. You can't. Yeah. So he's the only one I think who's in range of actually taking out that orc. Yeah. Man, losing the Minotaur was big play. That was. These guys understand. It's all right though. I've I've got a plan. All right. So that was it for your turn four. Okay, I can still get. I can still get out with two go for its turn. Well, yeah, that's my turn. We'll we'll see about that. So this <laughs> uh, this beastman here in the backfield. There's two beastmen. He's going to go one, two, three, four, and five. He's going to go to there. This beastman here, who's in contact with the lineman, who's playing blocker for the ball carrier, is going to take a two die block on that lineman. We get the power star. Mm -hmm. He'll go there. Do we follow up? Now, there's going to be a Black Orc regardless, so we uh, might as well follow up. And then we'll roll armor for the Orc. Nothing at all. So the Orc is down on the ground, but not out. And we've got a Beastman in contact with a Ball Carry now. So we do actually have an opportunity to Blitz. One, two, three, four, five, which is going to be a two-die Blitz. And it's going to be from this Beastman in the lower wide zone. He is going to go one, two, three, four, five into there and take a southern block using the power of strength four on the blitz to get two dice. Both of them are pushes. Oh, that's not what you wanted. Has to go there and I've really got to follow up. Mm. So we've got a tackle zone on the ball. It's fine. There's still an opportunity. Uh, in the meantime, this Chaos Warrior down there is just going to have a cheeky two-die block and see yep. if we can't knock this orc into the wall. He no, knocks he him through the wall. That's 2d6 <laughs> plus 2 is a 10. Breaks the armor. Come on, here we go. Stunned. He's just stunned. But not a bad move. And not a no, terrible no. way to round out my turn 4. It wasn't quite as good as yours. Uh, but we did, we did some things. I feel mm -hmm. like we partook in the making of this game <laughs> okay so I've got three beasts and a warrior against yes. your entire lineup right I'm going to start this off with I'm going to try and get the bonehead guy up okay cool I don't want to waste the blitz on him so the bonehead blitz are in the middle of the field 
two yep, buttons to do things. Yeah, he's okay. So one, two, three to stand, uh, which gives him three more squares of movement. So he's going to go. One, two, three. He's going to tag you there. Yeah, tags the Chaos Warrior who was pounding on the orc uh, against the wall on the lower of the wide zones. I'm going to then get this orc up and he's going to stay where he is. So the orc flanking the ball carrier on the other wide zone who's in base contact with two Chaos Warriors, uh, two Chaos Beastmen, stands up as well. I'm then going to blitz with this blitzer down here. Okay, so the blitzer on the ground in the middle of the pitch. One, two, three, stands up. Moves in. He's going to go... Uh, yeah, he's going to go there. Okay. And he's going to blitz your guy here. So right into the scrum, taking a punch against the beastman who is in contact with your ball carrier. So that's going to be a one-die block there. Uh, do I not get two assists here? Uh, you absolutely do, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so no two there. Two dice. I've uh, got block. I have yet to see the dice. Oh, it's not come through? It's not come through. I'm sure it'll catch up in a second. No problem at all. Okay. Um, it was a block push. Um, can't roll 20. There it is. Cool. Yep. Okay. Push and both down. So take the block, put the yep. Beastman on the ground, and then roll for armor. Roll for armor. No, he's not going Okay, so armor roll fails, and the Beastman is on the ground, which frees up your ball carrier. Sure does. So he's going to go one. Actually, first, I'm going to try and move the troll. Okay, so he's got support, so two plus, he does things. So one, two, three, four. Uh, is he moving on your screen? I've got a connection lost. So no have I. Have you? Your connection to the server has been interrupted. Yes. Maybe it's a roll 20 thing. Maybe so. On the plus side, you and I are still talking. There's the rolls, and that troll just flew down the screen. <laughs> uh, at least we can keep going and it'll sort of catch up. Why did we give um, him a red? Why did we give him a red outline? Was that because he boneheaded? Oh, it's because he was really stupid. It was really stupid. That's yeah. cool. So we are back connected, and the troll is flying down the pitch. Um, I'm gonna try. Oh, no, I'm not gonna do the block of the black orc. That's just going to result in a both down, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm going to do my uh, blitzer. Oh, my lineman, sorry. He's going to go one, two, three, four, five. So, when do you need to do go for it? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, you need to do both I'm now, I think. It. Yeah, I could do one now and do two next turn, but that's just asking for trouble. For extra, <laughs> extra drama. Okay, yeah. so. I do first, one now. First go for it. Here we go. 1d6. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, go for it there. 1d6. There's one. It's a six. He's second good. one. We'll go for the second. Go for it. Hey, he's got it. Another okay, cool. six. He is absolutely hooning it down there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can, with a dodge, get a guy on the ball carry with a couple of go for it. So this is going to be huge. Yep, you can. And um, you still got your Black Orc block there. I do. I'm going to block you that piece man of yours. With a two there. Four, five, six. Yeah, it's not quite three there. Just push. Double push. Um, I'll just push you there. I'll follow the pressure on. Okay. 
Over to you. Okay, cool. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with the internet, but the camera has also frozen. Uh, so it sounds like surrounded by technical difficulties today. <laughs> Are you on Virgin Media by any chance? There we go. Uh, no, they didn't do Virgin to our, our streets. Oh, okay. So we are Talk Talk, which is for all intents and purposes Sky, I think, and we're back on it. Okay, good. Excellent. You know what? It could have been something to do with my, my router. My router could have dodged or something. I'm not entirely sure. Um, because the laptop disconnected, my ah, iPad okay. disconnected, my PC didn't disconnect because it's wired. So <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, that was your turn five, yeah? Uh, yeah, it was my turn five. So it's my turn five now. So we can uh, stand up the Beastman from the ground. Probably not a great amount else we can do there. We can blitz away. Oh, that seems risky. Um, that's probably not a terrible decision though so uh, if we blitz we go in the bad direction so we're gonna have to move the chaos warrior he's the only player on our side of the pitch and he's gonna have to dodge so there one two three four five six seven yeah he's gonna have to go to there um, or oh, can I just block so if I block there go one two three four five so yeah I'm gonna have to dodge away to there so Chaos Warrior, match three. Four is enough. So, dodge. one, two, three, four, five, six. It's a go for it. Oh, he fails the go for it. It's all right, I've got to make two of them as well. Here we go. So, it's now straight to your turn six. Uh, I can't mess around here. It's going to have, gonna gonna have to go for it, literally. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, and here's the go for it to win the game. It's a two plus. Hey! He gets the <laughs> touchdown. But I still, I still have turn six, you know. Can, you do. Can we, you score in a turn? <laughs> I can if we roll a riot. Uh, oh no, true. I can't because the riot the changed. Yeah. Uh, no, that we'll we'll call it there. But what I will do is take my potions. Uh, take one yes. potion, and it's for the minotaur because I think this could just be really entertaining. It's not a D6, it's actually a D8, so let's, let's roll the right dice. It's a three. Same one as I got, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Laudanum. So he's back, he's uh, agility zero. What happens um, if you have Bonehead and Wild Animal? Uh, I would say, with, as with anything, you uh, roll it in alphabetical order. So cool. just really, really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really bad. So uh, that wraps it up for our game. Uh, and um, that was great fun. Well done, Ben. 1-0. It's really fun. Yeah, really, that. really, really cool. We're going to take a break uh, very quickly, and um, then we'll come back with our final thoughts, which on the podcast you would have already heard. So, yeah, be back in a moment. Mm -hmm. 